Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. It is the dawn of Halo's campaign release. Where we are, anyway. It is the dawn of the Game Awards who will win? Will there be reveal trailers? PlayStation might have a Game Pass competitor coming right up. We've got all of this and more to speak about today at the Quick Resume Podcast. Thanks for coming back today, everybody. This is uh, episode 34 of the Quick Resume Podcast. Uh, boy, what a day. It's big. It's a big old day um, for lots of reasons, not just, I think, I mean, to be honest, like gaming in general, um, but just the, the monumental impact that Halo seems to be having over the gaming sphere at the moment is, is massive. And obviously we're not going to be unable to talk about that, but hopefully this will be the last episode where I have to use a Halo like thumbnail or background I should <laughs> around me right now, because um, it's obviously been the central point of, of everything for so long. Nonetheless, here we are. Um, I'm Deck over there. That's Tim. Um, and, uh, uh, I mean, wow. How, how, how are we today, Tim? It, this is a big, exciting day for us, I think. Um, yeah, man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit, maybe partially under the weather, but in terms of, uh, in terms of hype and in terms of talking and getting this podcast on the road. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. You're hype sick. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm hype sick. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just what always happens, isn't it? And it's like we say, you uh, you get sick when you're on holidays. It's because you <laughs> just been built sitting on hype for like a week. Just always. There's only there's only so much hype a body can take before it just goes into shutdown, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, exactly. Yeah. Oh goodness. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm 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 excited. Obviously, for as as you said, the uh, the dawn of the halo release which ironically didn't launch at dawn i couldn't play it at dawn uh (laughs) which i feel like this is really weird right i don't know if it's just me i guess it's because it's kind of like half a product is already out but i do feel like it's it's odd that it didn't just have a midnight release right um yeah i don't know the strategy behind this because some games do this some games do like a global release so i.e the time is synced across all so you can't and it, it might just hmm. be because they've kept a lot of the story under wraps um and they don't want people going flying to new zealand for you know to get the game and then spoil yeah. it early you know they want access so it's either that or it's to like cash in on like the hype maybe just in the sense that you know like i said it won't get deflated over a 12-hour period it'll be a big explosion all at once worldwide um mm-hmm. i don't know it might be something as silly as the fact that you know the game is a technically a dlc like in terms of how it's uh, like it's download like structure, yeah. Like the yeah, infinite is we, the client, the multiplayer exactly. is the client. Yeah, then the we've already got a section for campaign, right? It's just a case of downloading that campaign onto the already existing application that has multiplayer. Yeah, um, which is why we can't uh, preload yeah. it, which kind of sucks. 
Yeah, yeah. I actually I read about that, and I think I I, I don't think anyone has an exact size on it. Um, but I think people are saying it's sort of at least thirty plus gigs or something. Which there are uh, there are exact know, sizes. For... Oh, are there? Oh, okay. Yeah, what, what it's, what it's, like, it's twenty six. It's, like, it's twenty six. I think if you own multiplayer already, it's like twenty six. Okay. All right. And how how big was the multiplayer client? I can't remember. So like as an overall package, how how big is it? The multiplayer is only like thirty, if I remember. So it, it's not Quite that interesting. bad. It's yeah, like, I was about just... to say because obviously like all the other Halos and um, MCC as well. And I, I remember Halo Five was like a hundred plus gig as well. So it's it's pretty good they managed to condense that all into a. Because there's no content in it, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It'd be so many more gigs per game mode in multiplayer, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Exactly, Uh, that Slayer playlist, that would be, oof, 15 gigs at least. Easy. Good optimization, I think. Um, Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, how... How how are you other than that? What's your gaming life been like? You know, your general life as well. Um... I mean, in general life, uh, nothing to ride home about. Just pretty standard stuff. As you said, I'm I'm on holiday now. We we both booked a little bit of time off for the. Yes. Um, I mean, we kind of pre-booked this time off before the Halo multiplayer got stealth dropped because we assumed it would be this entire package happening today. Um, yeah. So we were like, we want some days off. We want to just like hit the ground running like crazy. Um, but obviously, I'm still going to take I'm still going to take the holiday. I'm not going to unbook it. So. Uh, we're off for the next few days so that's obviously very nice um and i'm just yeah i'm just hoping i don't fall sick which is always what happens on my time off but yeah. fingers crossed it doesn't um and uh it's it's going to be a bit bit of a uh i mean obviously going back to halo and why we have the time off and everything it's going to be a bit awkward doing the whole campaign situation <laughs> like we we both want to play the campaign obviously uh i don't think it's we're just gonna blitz it uh i like i want to play some multiplayer tonight as well um but it's gonna be a bit weird because obviously there's no co-op is there so are we gonna have to like not be talking or just like i don't know it's a bit yeah i don't know either i don't know either um uh, i'm sure we can figure it out maybe maybe this is one of those games where we can do the thing is the problem is we're quite everyone out there we, we are we are <laughs> but for other social gamers out there you know it might be the case that you are the social glue of the party and i kind of think that of us call me big-headed but <laughs> when people see us in a party we do not get any time alone <laughs> uh yeah we and that's the problem so we'll have six people in a party who will just be like you know oh the ai is too powerful oh the needless suck and it'll be like oh i just want to listen to chief yeah yeah exactly um yeah i feel like if it was just me and you we're quite respectful of each other we might like just be like oh that was cool you know just like li- little quirks here and there or oh like yeah. where- whereabouts are you like spoiler free all that sort of stuff i'm in a cutscene. uh but yeah if you play it some some of our friends and you all have that that one friend that just doesn't shut up as well it's just <laughs> always talking and we have one of those um yeah, we literally describe him as like a tumble dryer. Um, <laughs> he's just he's just background noise like all the time. Um, but yeah, so that that'll be quite interesting to tackle, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. But uh, apart from that, I've been playing a bit of uh, Scarlet Nexus as well. I I, I booted oh, that yeah. up as as a as a new game. Um, I'm not really too too sure why. To be honest, I kind of just fancy. I think I was just like. Not that I was getting burnt out on the Halo multiplayer, but like I kind of just fancied not clicking on heads 
for like <laughs> a few hours. I was like, let's just play like a single player like game. Uh, and that, that, that's been on my list for a while. And anyone who's watched previous episodes, I have name dropped it a few times. Um, so, so yeah, I've put about seven or eight hours into that now. And it's, mm. um, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It's, it's, it's really good. It's not, it hasn't absolutely blown my mind. Um, but it's good. The story's, the story's cool and interesting. And I'm just starting to get to some plot twists. Um, I love the art style and the design of the characters and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, uh, nice. The combat is like the J, it's like a J action RPG. Um, so it's it's a lot more fast paced than a lot of other JRPGs, which mm-hmm. I quite like um, in terms of, I have a big background with like DMC and stuff like that. I like those kind of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. And um, yeah, awesome. anime. Awesome anime. It's, I also love get, anime. Yeah, it's it's one of the few um, like JRPGs because I I do I enjoy them every now and then. Um, it's one of the few ones that have come out like in the last few years that's kind of caught my eye. I yeah, I kind of like the art style of it. I like kind of the vibe it's giving off. So I do, I do have it installed. Try it at some point. I mean, it won't be anytime soon. Um, depending on how quickly I finish Infinite, <laughs> but um, it might be something I sort of put on my backlog because I, I did I did like the look of it. And it reviewed pretty well as well. Um, mm. Not that yeah. I've played Nier, but I heard it's taken quite a lot of inspiration from Nier as well. So, and you yeah. love Nier. I do love Nier. And to be honest, though, I don't. I didn't love it for the combat. Like the gameplay was fine. I don't know. I think that's quite an unpopular opinion. I think most people like really like because it's like platinum, and that's kind of what they do. I thought it was good. It felt good, but it was. Yeah, I don't know. It felt a bit like floaty, and the upgrade system was kind of weird and like not clear at times but it, the the reason i love near was obviously every, everything else <laughs> was god tier about near but the combat was still good but but yeah it's um I, I i can see what you're saying there um yeah yeah awesome um and i guess i you know i i wanted to i i, I smashed out because i'm between jobs at the moment so i'm like i've got i've had some more spare time on my hands and i just i had my last day actually at work um yesterday so i'm moving into a new job next week um and in that time, I've smashed out the Forgotten City. Um, oh. I don't know if I did. I mention that to you? Did I mention that I was playing? You Forgotten did. City? You did briefly mention it, yeah. Um, but I didn't. I didn't know you were playing it sort of that intensely. Yeah, to, to, yeah, to man. Bash it out. Oh, well, I wasn't going to, but then it just kind of really got its claws in me. Because <laughs> I went, do you know? Do you know anything about it? Not really. No. It's like a. Um, it's like a time loop game. Uh, it, it got brought into the conversation quite a lot when Deathloop came out. Cause obviously, Deathloop was only on PlayStation, and people were like, you know, well, if you're interested in this sort of thing, here's the Forgotten City. I don't even know when it came out. I imagine like three, four months ago to Games Pass. It's, and so this is the interesting thing. It was a um, it was a Skyrim mod back in the day. Uh, the whole game okay. is a Skyrim mod, um, and or like the, the premise and the basic idea. But and it was really popular. You know, it, it won a couple of uh, mod awards. So they were like we're going to go and make this into a game. So three people went away and made it into a full game on, oh, I think it's on Unreal Engine. Um, and they like, you know, it put new characters in, fleshed out the story, this, that, and the other, and gameplay mechanics and whatever. And yeah, it's just brilliant, man. It, it's one of those indie games where it's like really, it's not pretty to look at. Some of the facial animations are distractingly bad. Mm-hmm. Same with the lip sync. Yeah. Um, but it's just a really good story. And I'm like, I'm really fascinated by time loop games. Like they always do something for me. Um, so 
whether that's 12 minutes or the outer wilds or or this and eventually death loop um but like the idea like the premise is that you stumble across a i don't this like not to spoil anything but like you stumble across a ancient roman city and you fall down into it without any way of getting back out and um okay with like a civilization of like 30-ish people uh, just beneath and there's like a weird force like a golden like a religious rule that they, they that they live under called the golden rule and the idea is that if one person commits a sin whatever that means which the game tackles everyone in the city gets turned to gold okay so the idea is that someone is about to make a sin and you have to figure out who that is um ah. And then you time loop if, if obviously something goes wrong, you time loop um, and you have to figure out again, you collect that information. I just find that sort of loop is it. I describe it as like an information roguelike. These sorts of games, 12 minutes have the same vibe. You know, it, it, our wilds was the same thing where you like each loop, you learn more and the game kind of like collates that information for you to then make better decisions on the next run. And I just find that really gratifying. Um, yeah. You know, it just, it makes for some just really compelling storytelling and, um, yeah, I just had a big fan. I'd give it like a nine out of ten. It's really, really good. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was the graphically it is rough. There was like one particular gameplay section which was just stupid, um, <laughs> and um, but like the story was so well rounded out. A couple of really nice plot twists. Like man, you, I you, I think you'd really like it. it. Only took me like ten hours to finish, but like the, the twists in particular are really good. I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, even if it doesn't sound like your sort of game, but yeah, I definitely recommend it if, if anybody out there is interested in a sort of a shorter, um, shorter game. It's on Games Pass, perfect Games Pass game. Like, geez, because you look at it in screenshots, you're like, I'm not going near that. <laughs> I'm not going near that. <laughs> but it's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, nice man. Yeah, I had a really good time with that. Yeah, really, really good. Um, cool. So, I mean, um, I've got we have a number of news stories today but before we sort of get into that i kind of want us to just have a bit more of a free flow stuff about the general ongoings of this week and by the time you see this you know it's likely that well no it is the, the campaign will already have been out um and the tgas i mean I'll, I'll probably have this out just before the tgas um because that's quite late for us on thursday so tomorrow or you know <laughs> early morning uh it's like the half 12 like um in the morning tomorrow yeah um so, yeah, I'll have that out before then. But the you know the, the the crux of the episode really is that reviews came out um, yesterday for Halo Infinite, and you know by by Joe they've done it. Um, and there's mm-hmm. there's a lot to get into here. It's quite funny, you know. It, so it's settled out at an eighty six on Open Critic and Metacritic. I think there will be a couple more reviews that maybe come out today, as some reviewers who didn't get codes like put them up. But um, it just recently came down from eighty seven. So there's, there's a good chance it could go back up. I don't see it dropping to an 85. So I reckon we could probably say the 86 to 87 range is probably fair. So what's like kind of, we obviously, we made some predictions on this, didn't we? I kind of, I said eight, I said 88, I think. Mm. I can't remember what you said. <laughs> I think, I think I was quite spicy and I thought it might, I, it might literally just hit 90. I think, right. I think, I think I, I, I thought it might have cracked the nines, but, mm. um, which it has for, for a majority of people but, for a lot of reviews yeah technically um, i wasn't wrong <laughs> so i mean what are your so what, i mean what are your thoughts i mean i don't know if you've like watched any of the reviews or like just what's your kind of vibe about kind of the score from what you've read and what you've seen and you know this number and everything. 
Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I've I've watched I watched the IGN review and I watched another game producer's review. I can't remember who it was, Gamespot or Eurogamer or something. I don't know. But basically, I've watched two like official like company esque reviews. Um, yeah. And you know, from what I could tell, they they were very very happy with it. Obviously, they gave it uh, IGN gave it a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything they said about it, I kind of completely agreed. Um, obviously, and which kind of leads me on to my point of I, I, I watched a sort of content creator review of it as well. I watched the Skill Up review, um, and he was he liked it, and he obviously said it was the best one for a long time. But then he said it, it for him it fell quite short in this in the story aspect. Um, of things he said that they seem to play it safe um, more so than anything else especially when obviously with Halo 4 and 5 they tried to get a little bit spicy with it didn't they and they tried to really throw in some some twists and all this kind of crap which didn't really hit home at all for the fans especially Halo 5 was just absolutely garbage here um so I think the, from from what I could tell from him, and I did kind of hear it in the other reviews as well, is the story's good, but it's nothing that's going to blow you away. Um, people are enjoying it, but it's not, it's not like crazy. Oh my god, this twist! Oh my god, this this storytelling sort of thing and these characters. Um, from what I understand. Um, and then obviously the main complaint that I've seen go through pretty much all the reviews is the um is the biome, I guess. A lot of people are basically saying it's just you drop onto the onto the ring, you 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 go outside, you see those trees, you see the green grass, and that's basically that's all you're gonna be seeing, apart from some forerunner structures for indoors. Those two environments are all you're gonna be seeing for the entire length of the campaign, really. Uh, and I did hear that got quite repetitive and stuff like that. So, but I mean, and then as always, the praise was just ridiculous for the sandbox. Like people just love the game, the core gameplay of it. The sandbox. People love that grappling hook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. People love that grappling hook and got a lot of praise, which was very surprising to me as well. A lot of praise. Um, well, no, not this part was surprising, but they got a lot of praise for the AI. The enemy AI apparently is fantastic. Um, and then they got a lot of praise for bosses. I heard a lot of people really like the boss encounters and yeah. stuff like that, which I found really surprising for like just like a shooter sort of thing. Yeah. Because normally bosses in this sort of game is just hard you to fucking do. shoot them, right? You just fucking shoot them, and they're just a normal enemy. It's just an elite with just more HP, right? Um, and maybe it has like a ground pound move, you know, like the whole destiny formula. I feel like it's they're normally quite boring so i was quite happy to hear that they did bosses really well um and um i mean from all the collective information and everything they talked about i think they're pretty fair scores um i mean me being biased i i i probably like it to be a nine rather than like an 8.5 or something like that um but yeah i mean i think from what i can tell they're they're more than fair scores right you know, people are loving the campaign, so I was I was quite pleased with the overall reaction. So, yeah, I think that's probably a fair interpretation of everything. I um, 
Yeah, and, and like in terms of like the actual number itself, uh, um, yeah, that is definitely another conversation I want to have, and how that sort of pertains to you know, like the previous game scores, you know, like Halo Five and Halo Four. This sits at a lower score than Halo Four, which is another conversation. But it's um, crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll yeah, just just to hear what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think I, I listened to quite a few reviews, and I you know, I, I did watch Skill Ups as well. Yeah, and he wasn't. He wasn't too hot on on a few parts of it. He did overall really enjoy it. He obviously doesn't rate on a scale, so that what that means is hard for me to kind of visualize. But um, mm-hmm. he, yeah, and it's so it's from what I've understood, and like I remember when this some of the story beats got leaked a while back. I remember seeing some people saying some of these story beats are going to be polarizing. Um, a lot of the things I saw say this is really good. I think this is really like confident good storytelling but i think some of these decisions are going to be polarizing um so and i think that's kind of what we've got i think um this a lot of the story it either plays it safe and then a couple of the beats are controversial and then it does nothing or in that it does nothing for some people or does a lot for other people and i don't know what that hinges on i I watched a couple of like halo youtubers like hidden experience for example and he's like he fucking loved it like he rated like he rated it like a 9.3 he's on twitter like every day he's like a hardcore halo fanboy and you know who's been really really critical of everything that 343 does so he's like um he's been on twitter like every day like this campaign is incredible it's gonna blow your fucking mind away um and he rated it like a 9.3 um and to put that into context that's like he rated halo reach a nine and like one two and three varied between like 9.4 and 9.9 i think so you know um so you know i think and there are obviously lots of scores in here which are even higher up at like you know 10 out of 10 level and and i've seen a lot of reviews which do say it's got really good personalization of characters you know these relationships and these characters are really really good um and the story comes together in a really nice way i guess I mean, we'll have to wait and see. It's one of those things. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering if, if it's one of those things that will be like carry more weight if you're already invested in the franchise or you have like knowledge of his, like you know, uh, the rest of the, yeah. rest of the series. Um, and I don't consider myself like I've been watching like catch up videos to try and like, reacquaint myself with the universe because I'm like I've never been like a Halo buff, but I, I, I enjoy the lore of it, like I for sure. Um, so you know, I'm hoping that. I'm hoping that's something that will be accessible enough to me to be enjoyable. But I've always found, even like since Halo 4, I've always found Chief a far more enjoyable character since 343 wrote him. <clears throat> Might be controversial, but I don't, mm. I never found the stories and overall plot beats of the original trilogy and Reach like amazing. Uh, Reach is probably yeah. my favorite campaign out of all the Halos. Um, yeah, I probably agree with you there. But I never like, th- like I never enjoyed. I don't know. Like I never really loved the characters that much in the original trilogy. Like Chief was cool, but like he's like bland. Like you know. But yeah. since sort of through to go, like he's at least a bit of character, and I've tried to like pad that out with the the relationship between him and Cortana. And obviously, in the original trilogy, you know, there's things like you know there was Johnson and and our arbiter and stuff like that and that was cool i just never felt like it was really fleshed out whereas i like that we were getting this kind of like fleshed out um master chief this sort of fleshed out john um so i am like even just watching the trailers i'm like this is going to do a lot for me you know unless it unless it really fumbles like i I can just tell it's going to do a lot for me um as this you know like as all the previews have said it's like kind of this broken guy who carries like the weight of humanity on his 
on his shoulders, but at the same time, he's conflicted because you know he wants to find out what the fuck's happening with Cortana, who's been doing some pretty ominous shit. Um, so mm. yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it, and I think all of those campaign reviews sound. I would say kind of what I was expecting. Maybe what I wasn't expecting so much is for ever like the consistent through line is that the combat combat is like phenomenal, like yeah, top of the industry standard, like like Titanfall two is, is kind of what I think of when I and, and maybe Doom Eternal when I think of like top of the industry F, FPS standard. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't expecting that to get that much praise. Um, the biome thing that we 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 kind we spoke about that a few episodes back. We we kind of were like. Hopefully that's not the case. But having said that, you know, I don't think it's a necessity. Not every open world game needs to be a checklist of snow and desert and swamp and fu- like. I don't think. I that guess needs so. To be the there's, case. there's no there's no harm in having uh, something that pleases the eye and something different. Um, I do agree there doesn't have to be a checklist of having all the different biomes, but I mean what the campaign's like 20 something hours or something isn't it like that's right, yeah. somewhere between 12 and 20 like it's 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 a fair it's a fairly lengthy campaign just to sit in one sort of environment essentially um but you know it's not obviously it's not a deal breaker for me it's just it, it would be nice to have mm-hmm. something else that my eyes can look at yeah but yeah. I, I, I think it's totally fair. Like even like you said, when, when we were watching the previews, we were like, uh, I mean, it's lovely. This, these these areas looks like where are the other ones, sort of thing. Um, which yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it's a biggie, but you know, I, I can understand why. I just, we just have to see how it feels, really. But yeah, that, and they might get added as campaign expansions, mission expansions later down the line onto the single player. So, and I think that's yeah, that's we touched on that before. I think that's definitely what they'll do. You know, next one it'll be like, you know, Halo Infinite colon you know the tundra and you know it'll be like explore the flood in the snowy part and it'll be like that sort of thing fully supported carp and all of that but yeah yeah um so that's our interpretation of the reviews more so like the score on the score side of things um i am i'm really happy i, I think really I, when we spoke about this like weeks and like even months ago we kind of agreed that the game just needs to hit 85 or above um mm-hmm. really which is funny because it's just it's just such a weird like mixing pot at the moment because the amount of like good press Halo is getting at the moment from like outlets would make you think that this game like everybody's saying Halo is back Return of the King you know like you'd have thought that this game is sitting at a higher score but then obviously there's like this very vocal minority who will not shut the fuck up about like really minor minor things um, mm-hmm. reason, like valid but minor in the grand scheme of things and so depending on where you're looking you could be hearing about Halo for the first time and think, wow, this sounds like an Anthem release. You know, because it's like, oh, yeah. it's missing playlists and stuff like that. Um, but it's yeah. fucking not. So it's just, it's just so funny. It just depends like, where you're looking, really. But um, It's it, yeah. it's weird. It, I, I I definitely think if Halo didn't wasn't sitting on the fucking pedestal that it is, um, it would have far higher scores overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... Yeah, I just think this this pedestal it's on is is hurting it and and giving it the spotlight at the same time. But it just it's just so much pressure. And I yeah, I genuinely think that people wouldn't be afraid 
to give it higher scores and be so overly critical over the small things if it didn't just have to live up to this unreal expectation in in everyone's eyes um because it is probably the best shooter i played for such such a long time it's ridiculous yeah um obviously apex is up there for me but apart from apex yeah it's probably the best shooter i've played since like you said titanfall 2 um and when did titanfall 2 release like it was quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Like twenty fifteen, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's like it's it's essentially like the best the best shooter I have personally played for like seven years or something like that, six, seven years. And it's and it and it's it's one of those games that's just gonna keep getting better as well because it's it's got that free to play model, right? They're gonna keep updating it, they're gonna keep adding cosmetics map packs are no longer a fucking thing i mean that been for a while for any shooter but like maps will get added game modes will get added forge will get added you know this game is just going to keep building up and up and up until it's just yeah. until it's 300 it gigabytes this masterpiece yeah until it's 300 <laughs> gigabytes um it, it would definitely be i think halo infinite's one of those games which um i hope reviewers kind of do it again like review it again in like a year or two because they, I mean, it's it's. I'm I'm acting like the scores. It's getting a, a bad. It, it got a nine out of ten from most places. But like, yeah, it, it's one of those games which would be probably close to a perfect ten if they reviewed it in a in, in a year or two. At least that's my prediction. Yeah. But um, it's it's here to stay. It's got like an insanely solid foundation, um, and just they're going to build on it, right? And uh, yeah, I, I I do find it quite interesting, like you said, that it's actually sitting lower than Halo 4, you said. Um, yeah, uh, Halo 4 doesn't seem to have an entry on Open Critic, which is really weird, but on Metacritic, it's, it hit 87, um, which is obviously a point just, higher. Which Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Halo 4 was better than 5, I think. Um, uh, overall? But, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say overall. I think Halo 5 made some nice changes to multiplayer and stuff like that. But then I also did... I, I thought Halo 5's campaign was really, really quite bad. Um, it was a little bit of fun if you literally looked at looked at it in the eyes of, let's just hop on and have some fun. Um, but it, it, was, it was pretty bad. And, um, and then the multiplayer just wasn't my cup of tea. I mean, I, I I remember talking to you about this as well. Like, I've played obviously since. I mean, I played Combat Evolve obviously back when I had a shared PC with my brothers. But like, I didn't play Halo Two. Played three loads. Played Reach loads. Um, played four a fair amount. And Halo Five was like the only game where I just didn't click with the multiplayer. I just I just couldn't play it. Um, I just didn't. I kind of wanted to play it, but I just couldn't. Like I was just getting, I was just going like oh and twenty, like every game. There was just something. It was some kind of mental block there for me, and I think that's all those changes they made. Um, So, but yeah. So overall, I think I preferred Halo Four as 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 a game to five. Um, But this game, in my eyes, I mean, if you if you could ask me to 
It's not even close, think. is it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can't even remember what the fuck happened in Halo Four or what it did that was groundbreaking to the multiplayer or anything. Like, if you genuinely ask me, I probably couldn't remember, but I have slightly fond memories of it. And this game is just blowing, blowing my fucking face off. But it's yeah. it's getting the same but worse scores. But I don't know. It's it's very interesting to think about it. And I think you know, there's something to be said. I think there's like, there's like a two pronged kind of approach. I think we can take here in that. First person shooters never review that well. Don't know what it is. They never like Doom Eternal eighty eight, um, for example, looking at that right now. I don't know what time forgot. I imagine that was if I had to guess, I imagine that was eighty eight or eighty nine. They just don't I breach think, the I think probably lower. I think Titanfall two actually got lower. Do you think? No, eighty nine. Eighty nine, okay. Which is kind of unbelievable when you think about how much EA sent out that game to die. That's just stupid, isn't it? Um, yeah. they just don't they just don't reach 90s for some reason you know it's, it's all and i you know i've spoken about this kind of before and i mean like you could make the argument of like oh well first person shooters tend to be worse games than third person action adventure games it's like that doesn't like, that doesn't make sense so right. um and i've talked about this before that i think there's just it, it there's, we have an easier frame of comparison when we're just looking at things that look like movies and so when you're looking at a third person action game, you're like, oh yeah, the same cinematography was really, and I'm guilty of this as well, but you, you can, um, you can appreciate more in that because you were used to, you know, like a couple centuries worth of, of movies and what they do well. And we understand what makes a movie good. So we can, we can use, we can copy that template to reviewing games and be like, this is so good. This, whereas I think with a lot of first person shooters, there's a lot that goes underappreciated because films aren't made in the same way, like gun feel and gun play. For a lot of people who don't play first person shooters, I pick it up and they'll be like, "Yeah, it feels good." Good, like it's like I didn't. I I could write like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of words about the difference between how games feel between like Apex and Halo and Wolfenstein and Doom. Like they all feel different. Um, mm-hmm. um, some for better, some for worse. Like for some, like I never saw this in any of the reviews for Wolfenstein. The shooting wasn't very good in Wolfenstein. Um, in terms of gun feel, enemy reactivity was really good. Uh, gunplay like sound sounded really good but like the actual how it felt on the sticks didn't feel that good i don't know if it was like designed around pc but there's just things like that that it's just not brought up very much other than like yeah play it feels really good it's like well what else like what else like (laughs) so hopefully you see the the point i'm trying to make so it's like i I feel like Mm -hmm. there's there's like a blind spot for first person shooters that most of us you like said i'm not um exempt from this that makes it harder to review that genre and I think that could explain the gap in points is that we don't look at that part of the craft because it's, it's mostly like the coding side of things and, and, you know, and the feel, but yeah. Um, so there is that, that's the first prong. And the second prong being, um, is this halo being under reviewed or is it halo four and five being over reviewed, which I think is a really interesting question because I think most people would probably in retrospect say halo four and five were over reviewed. But here's my like devil's advocate position. Three, uh, three, four, three have always made fantastic feeling multiplayer games. They've yep. always been amazing. They've always felt really good. They've always been like in the top part of, of, of how first person shooter games feel. They've always been up there with COD for me. They've always felt incredible. The main criticism that came from the multiplayer portion, at least with those games, was that you know it drifted away from the Halo formula, which is fine, I suppose, but that doesn't take away from 
the game that's in front of you and that kind of is this a good package in and of itself if I'm to ignore Halo 1, 2 and 3 and most of the time I think the answer is yes and that's why they get reviewed well um, you know obviously Halo 4 was the most contentious with that because there was like kill streaks and fucking like you know aim down sights and you know all sorts of stuff um, mm-hmm. uh, which and sprint was really you know like egregious and there was like I don't know if you remember I was watching a video on this the other day I totally forgot there was like you could get like passive bonuses like you could like unlock them and you there was one you could like put like and there was like armor abilities that you could like put a sentry out that would float in the air and shoot at people it was yeah. mental the stuff they did yeah. with that game it was like so not like halo at all it's like you just it's just funny to look back in retrospect now that they've gone back to halo infinite to just think like fuck it that took some balls that did just to feel like you know we're not you know we're, we're not doing that um mm. so i think that's the other side of it the other side of it is that like I don't know if they necessarily were overrated. Halo 5 did get the lowest mainline Halo score other than ODST, which I think it deserved because the campaign wasn't... The storytelling wasn't that good in the campaign. But it was fun as fuck to play. Like, going around in the campaign and being able to... Like, they all felt good. I think the campaign was underwhelming. Um, But I could feasibly see Halo 5 still hitting an 84 if if it was reviewed again today. It was still fun. It, it wasn't a dreadful story. It was serviceable. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was so, fine. Yeah. I don't know. What, what, like, I yapped on for a bit. What, what do you think? I mean, that's literally exactly how I just described Halo 5, like five, ten minutes ago, was yeah. if you hopped on it just to have a bit of fucking fun, it, like that extra fast-paced like combat that they added in there and making it just a bit more... I don't know. I felt like that—that that was definitely the game you felt most like a like a super soldier, right? Like you just you just went around at like blinding speeds and just fucked everything up. Like yeah. it was insane, <clears throat> like legit. Like I I felt like an absolute super soldier in that game, and it was fun. Where it fell apart was the storytelling. Um, was just pretty pretty poor. Like yeah. it wasn't like. Oh my god! I'm going to play this game on mute and switch it off during the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't that bad, but it was pretty bad. Uh, and yeah. the whole like playing as Spartan Lock and not Chief, and then Spartan Lock was just so boring. He was so one. <laughs> he was so one dimensional. It was unreal. He was just like, uh, I'm part of the army. I follow orders, and that was basically <laughs> it. That was his character. And then they team up um, at the end. Don't forget about yeah, that. Yeah, and then they team up at the end because apparently he just breaks down everything he's ever known, and it's, it's just chief, like bro. this chief guy who's went AWOL is kind of cool, based off nothing. And but yeah, so it wasn't bad, and I would agree with you. I think if if I were to to wipe my mind, go back and play Halo Five again. Um, it's definitely you, a, an eight plus worthy game. Like, yeah, you could feasibly give easy. it an eight. The whole package, like I know the multiplayer didn't click yeah. for you, but you could feasibly look at it with an objective eye and be like, "This is a good eight. Yeah, yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no part of me that's just like, "Oh, this game's like a six or like a seven or something like that." That, like you said, they they all still do really well. Um, wait, what? Feel really good. Sorry. Um, yeah. And uh, and I think again the same as Halo Four, and I think I liked Halo 4's campaign because it was whole forerunner base, and that was all new to me and hadn't really been explored. 
in in Halo that much, and I thought the Forerunners were really cool, and it was nice to get a break from the Covenant. So I think like that game had a bit. That game lies quite fondly with me, just in that regard alone. Um, and and like you said, they did some wacky shit with the with 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 the multiplayer, but fair play, right? They they got handed this this game where it's like three games in, Master Chiefs being the center of attention, the spotlight, like. Bungie have done so much with this already that it's just like, by the time it's handed over, it's like, if you just do the same thing again, people will criticise you for it. But then if you try something new, it's not really gonna, it has a chance of not landing well with everyone. So they, they were in a really tough spot, to be yeah. fair, um, when they got handed the the IP, or sorry, made for the IP. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah. And I think it's worth worth a reminder as well. Halo Four looked incredible at its time. That was a, an end yeah. of gen three hundred and sixty game. I know, I know people say this all the time, but Halo Four looked like really good. Um, so yeah, just just worth pointing out. Like I wonder if that contributed to its high scores at the time. Um, so yeah, I think so. Because with like you know with all these games, there are elements of the Halo franchise which are like consistently really good. Like I said, the three four three ones anyway. Yeah, but it's, it's the gunplay, the music, the voice acting is always really good. Uh, the cinema- cinematics are always really good. Set pieces generally like wax have wax and wind under three four three. I think a bit, but generally are really good. And so you know, I, I think again, you know, feasibly Halo Five could be an eighty to eighty five range again. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it dropped points at the time, similar to Infinite, because it didn't launch with. Um, Forge. There was no split screen for Halo Five, which was a big deal for a lot of people. Um, but I can't help but feel there's some—I don't know—because there are some things that there's, there's some similarity happening there that are tanking the reviews a bit with Infinite, and I just can't help but feel that the game should be reviewed for what it is and not what it isn't. Do you know what I mean? There, there was yeah. one reviewer I watched. It might have been Game Inform. I, I honestly can't remember who it was, but like, it was like. It's just annoying because I wanted to give them kudos for like actually having the eye to be like, yeah, you know, it's a shame that there's no co-op campaign. Um, mm. But frankly, I've got to review what's here and not what I hoped would be here. Um, yeah. Because like, it's just, I, I know, I know they're staples of the franchise, and but we spoke about this loads last week and why that's not necessarily the same thing as it is today as it was 15, 20 years ago. But nonetheless from a reviewing standpoint you need to review what's in front of you because and um, we spoke about this like there's actually an element of it being only solo at the moment which is probably a good thing in that there's going to be more emphasis on the characters on the narrative on these kind of relationships that's going to really be accentuated by the fact that it's solo first um yeah you get to soak it in a, a little bit more rather than just yeah you can get pulled away from it sometimes if you're just fucking around with a friend right like yeah. if you just experience it from from a solo standpoint and sit down with it in in a room just by yourself then you might appreciate it a little bit more um yeah yeah. and it's it's just you know you can't tell me you've gone around this campaign for 15 hours every minute being like oh i wish i had this in co-op but it's like well you don't (laughs) so just like play what's in front of you and review that so i think there is an element of that that which was inevitable as soon as they announced co-op and forge aren't coming at launch i was like halo's not gonna hit 90 Halo's not going to hit yeah. 90 because people are so going to say it should have launched. You, you you do think that even though it might have not, they, they might have said that it hasn't openly affected their scores or whatever. You think it would have been higher around the board if it did if it did come with with Without co-op it. and and I think like that. 
I think I know there, and I think a lot of people have explicitly said, you know, the emissions of carbon forge at launch are, are disappointing. Um, but yeah, without doubt, I think if those things were included, and there had there hadn't been maybe there hadn't been so much controversy in the opening days of the multiplayer around the, the battle pass. Um, I think this could have gone up to sort of 88, 89, um, which again is a shame because Pete, a lot of reviewers got these codes really early and reviewed really early. And that means they, they've put the review out without the battle pass changes that we've already had before launch, which is a bit frustrating because I feel like I would say a good 40, 50% of my battle pass woes have been remedied. The challenges I'm yeah. getting are nowhere near as hard as they were in day one. The XP is coming way easier. Um, I understand there are still gripes here and there, which we've done to fucking death, but um, I just feel like a lot of those reviews didn't take that into account because they were like, oh, we need to get the review out you know, as soon as possible, as soon as the embargo goes up. Um, or they had it pre-written sort of thing, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that score would have gone up if those things would have launched. And I also think because they're staples of the franchise, they get disproportionately like focused on. They're like, I, some people are like, you know, I, I literally cannot find any enjoyment in this game because there's no carp in it. And it's like, like, really? Like, oh, I don't no. know. I don't know. So I mean, just like, enjoy it for what it is. Like, not what it isn't. It's just silly me sitting there and being like, this game is a six out of 10 because there's no battle royale mode. It's like, yeah. yeah. I know that's not a not... franchise, but. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and play this campaign and just be like, that was great. I had fun. And yeah, it was a great story. Um. But six out of ten because I could play the other ones with my friend and I couldn't this one. Yeah. But then if I had it on launch, I'm like nine out of ten. I just doesn't make any sense. Like the fact is, I still had a good time with the game, um, and I'll just play it again when it does have co-op. And yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's weird the way that all of this gets looked on. But then it does kind of make sense because you know these these things have been a staple of the franchise at the same time. And these things were thought to be included and then relatively late into its development cycle and relatively close to launch, they were pulled from, uh, from under our feet a little bit. So, you know, you can't help but be a little bit salty at the same time as well, but I do yeah. definitely see it more from your standpoint. I think we, we both agree. You just review what's there, but yeah, I, I understand. Uh, ultimately, reviews are just people's opinions, and you know you, you can't be an arbiter of truth, really. So you know, I understand why that will have affected the score. It does. It's just I, I find it kind of uh, frustrating from where I'm sitting that this something like this could have such a big impact. Like, because I know a lot of people will have played. You know, I play Halo on launch day and Legendary with my friends every time it comes out, and we do this and that and have a great time. But I can't do that here, and it's like, okay, well, if that's how you typically enjoy Halo, that is a shame. That is a damn shame. But that's not what's in front of you look at what's in front of you mm. and, and enjoy that you know if you pretend it's not a halo game if you have to you know so you know whatever you know i, I get it but i, I um, it's just a little bit frustrating and i think it does account for some of those scores that ultimately put it below <laughs> halo 4 so yeah oh yeah yeah no i agree definitely cool um there was something else i had to say but i really can't remember what it is um i think oh uh, yeah that I guess it was just around like kind of the, the future plan. You know, I wonder if you, you, you touched on it before that, like, you know, maybe as reviews get updated, we don't really know how they're going to handle kind of campaign. Um, but it's something that strikes me as kind of like yearly, like annual expansions. Like I said, it will be Halo Infinite, colon, and then a subtitle. Um, uh, I doubt we'll get anything in time for like the co-op launch. 
I, I really doubt mm. it. But but I guess that that is the upside of um, of them delaying co-op because obviously they they delay delayed it. Like it was three months. They said the season one's going to end in three months and it's going to be co-op. But now it's we're extending it to six months, and that's when co-op's going to launch now. So we're looking at six months. Um, yeah. What the upside of this is that they actually get to implement it properly, and I think if we look at the amount of polish the game has in other areas, if they need to do that, then they need to do that. And this is the I think is really good about them having Joseph Staten on board, and he's staying at three four three now, which is fucking good news. That he kind of has the clout to go back to the you know the publishing team at Xbox and be like, no, we need more time. We need to prioritize these resources and make sure that this is this this part is the best it can be. Um, and if that means that we get to play the next expansion or play at co-op when the time finally comes as our own multiplayer Spartans or as blue team, whatever it is, that's going to be so much more worth it than four Master Chief clones. Because <laughs> I find that shit so immersion-breaking. Um, that's one yeah. of the things I really enjoyed about Halo 5 is that you kind of you got to play as blue team and you had these slight variations of um, Team SRS I couldn't really give a shit about. But when you did get to play as yeah. team... You, they had like slightly different loadout, um, yeah. You know variations. I thought that was so cool. I really liked that. You felt like it's part of a squad. Um, so if they end up doing something like that, or like I said, bringing in your own multiplayer Spartan alongside Chief, that would be pretty rad. So um, that 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 is the upside, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we we've always preached that message, right? Is if it's not ready, don't release it half baked and just 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 take your time polish it and and make it the best it can be and then give it to us right i mean we've we've always been com- completely on board with that whole i mean no one likes delays like i'm not saying i enjoy delays but i'm just saying they're there for a reason i i'd, I'd rather it come out how they want it and how we want it than than not right um yeah. so yeah i i completely agree with you um and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, co-op will be really awesome, and it and it, it won't just be like you said that immersion breaking just four chiefs. You know, they will add a little bit of um, flair to it and uh, polish to it and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, I'm in no rush to play it. There's plenty. There's plenty of other stuff the game offers right now. I've played the game so much since it came <laughs> out, um, and it only has like six game modes and like 10 maps like it would be quite interesting i guess we haven't touched on this do you think they're going to drop any like form of patch or any extra game modes today at six or anything like that do you think they'll adjust the multiplayer in any way or just or just plop the campaign on our laps i think we'll get a patch because they said in the last flighting thing they like you know they when we spoke about it um the the number of things that they're going to be that they're working on like for the feedback mm-hmm. one of the things we spoke about was the btb radar um i think did they say that was for i can't remember but they had like on all of the points they said this will be in for launch this will be in for launch this will be in soon after launch we won't be able to make it we don't think um like the ghost okay. was another one like vehicles they said like you know we recognize players didn't like how weak these felt or strong this felt um we're going to try and get this in for launch but no guarantees you know so they had a list so that i think yeah we're going to get a patch of something today with like balancing and you know bugs and things like that um i don't think it will be like a huge patch i think probably worth dialing expectations Mm -hmm. down a bit i think it'll be good in that it'll line out some things maybe a balancing change here and there um 
I don't think there's going to be any like content additions, um, which is a bit weird because because <laughs> that other yeah. game mode is sitting in the achievements like, and it looks fun. Yeah. Like, uh, um, elimination yeah that's right yeah and then there's two that are in the files which is that one and then dodgeball which is like um it's like what gears used to do i can't remember what it was called in gears but you have like a lot your team has a life pool so you have like 10 lives um yeah, yeah. but when you get a kill you get a life back or something like that um, okay uh so yeah. again like these sl- slower type of game modes um which i think would be would be really interesting uh, for halo um so yeah so that I mean, is a bit weird oh no no karen karen yeah yeah so i was just saying that, yeah, that is a bit weird if we we don't see them but they, they you know they did say when they launched it that everything that's in the beta is is the day one content so unless they said that with the expectation that they won't get this mode fit like out yeah and and then they've you know exceeded the targets and they're like okay it's actually ready to go or you know whatever whatever the complication is um then maybe they do, but I, I would say no. I would say no um, as of today. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe um, maybe it's just one of those things where the game mode rolls out with a Fracture or something like that, similar to Fiesta, <laughs> right? Maybe we just get elimination at, at the next Fracture. Um, and, that, and that in itself is a kind of test on the game mode and how the community receives it and whether or not it should be a permanent edition i don't know but then it seems a bit weird that there are achievements for it as well um but yeah yeah maybe maybe we'll 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 see it in the coming uh in the coming months but just not not immediately for launch um Mm -hmm. which is a shame i would have at least liked to have seen quick play um split off into into slayer ctf and oddball so i can queue them um whichever one i actually want to play um I would have liked to have at least seen that. I mean, just saw a chance you might, but I don't think so, right? Um, so they have, they have spoken about that a little bit. Um, yeah, but for like today at six. Oh, I see. What I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that won't happen today. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I guess it's probably worth as we're kind of pivoting into the multiplayer a little bit. It's probably worth us just covering the sort of stuff that's happened. And I appreciate we are a bit late on this because we've ended up doing the, the podcast a bit later than usual. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah. um, it's the we obviously we had changes sort of earlier last week i suppose where they made some xp changes um where you'd get 300 on your first game and this would be daily reset daily you get 300 on your first game 200 on your next two 100 on your next three and then you'd go back to your 50 per game um how has this xp change gone down for you uh amazing right it's it was it was such a good change um really good band-aid yeah yeah exactly um it's it's i literally don't have a bad thing to say about it um it's it's excellent it sped up my progression on the battle pass so much to the point i actually probably get a few levels if not more a day um maybe maybe a couple levels a day um and and when you combine that into for example like the weekly reset we had yesterday um, with all the challenges, you whack on like a double XP booster and it's just insane. I think I gained like 12 levels yesterday or something. Um, yeah. You know, that's like over a tenth of the battle pass just in like one day. Um, like, that's crazy. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the improvement's great. And it just encourages people to 
to hop on and play every single day, right? Because they they want to make the most of those XP, and it's not stingy. It's not like three hundred for your first game and then a hundred and then fifty. You know, it's like it's like you get increased XP for like eight games, and then if you're done, you're done. You know, whatever. Eight games is a lot, right? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's 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 a great fix. Um, they definitely took it in the right direction. And I've got a sneeze, so I'm gonna let you take over. <laughs> oh, it's gone! <laughs> I'm so oh, excited no. for it. Oh no! Oh, it's really gone. It. Oh, it sucks, bro. I'm sorry. Um, oh, okay, well, hopefully it comes back. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, I um, I agree here. I think this is a really well thought out change um it's just kind of interesting because as much shit as people and and we have been giving the challenge system it does motivate me to play um like you know there's this kind of weekly effect where we you know all the boys are on a tuesday for the weekly reset to get challenges done um and you know part of that is that process is like a little bit frustrating because some of the challenges are stupid um but for the most part that's really been smoothed out um you know, I see some difficult ones here and there, like kill someone while they're carrying a flag, which, you know, is just not well thought out because people drop flags like as they're about to die. Um, yeah. But there aren't any ones, I don't seem to be getting any ones anymore that's like, you know, kill a, uh, like, uh, a wraith or, you know, snipe someone once they've gone into a grav cannon or just sit like either they've been removed or they've just been, you know, completely put down to like 0.5% likelihood sort of thing. Um mm. So, and then, because we had this on, like, the second week, and, like, don't get me wrong, we was, had still been playing it, like, a lot. Um, but after completing the challenges, we were kind of like, I can afford to go and play some, something else now. Like, mm. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I think, you know, that's not a bad thing at all. But, you know, it definitely, the hook disappears a bit. And there's, there's a good psychological effect. If you want to have a look into it yourself, it's called the over-justification effect, uh, where you remo- remove uh, in- extrinsic motivation, which devalues your intrinsic motivation, um, which stops you, uh, which is essentially what that is. Your extrinsic motivation is the challenges, so it's like that additional bit you play to get the reward, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to playing for fun. And then when you stop yeah. getting the reward, the playing for fun gets devalued. Um it obviously, it's still fun and we still played it, but there was like definitely less of us logging on in that week. But since this change, there is a bit of a push to like come on and get a couple of games done because you get such a big battle pass boost in these first few days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think that's just basic psychology, right? They're going to keep coming back if you keep rewarding them more often. Um, yeah. I Yeah, I, I completely agree. We, we, we have seen... Um, us coming on more than not. I mean, for for me, it's just I was still playing the game like crazy, regardless of just getting exactly. fifty XP a match. But yeah, for um for just getting like the whole squad on and seeing more of a group more consistently, um, for sure, yeah, you just you just see more um more people turning up and playing every single day. Um, which is great. It's it's just it's it's retention at the end of the day, isn't it? It's people pe- people keep coming back. So yeah, um, yeah. No, it has it has been a good change for sure. Great. And to follow this up, um, Unishek uh, community manager has says uh, we know many of you want even larger changes and we're committed to doing so, but these will take time. We made these updates based on data and player feedback and we'll monitor its impact after we push it live. 
um, as always, keep sharing your feedback. So clearly this isn't um, the last change. And I'm pretty sure today there will be a couple more changes as well. You know, when this has gone live, it will probably be yesterday. Um, there's going to be a couple more XP changes um, from a tweet I read that I can't remember where I saw it, but I did see it. Um, so yeah, this is good. Um, I honestly don't really believe anyone when they're saying they still have a problem with Battle Pass progression speed. No. Um, I feel like you're being bad faith actor at this point because uh, I'm moving just as fast in in this game as I am through other games, if not a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, I, and mean, this is a- I, I just broke halfway last night, so mm. I'm at level 50 on the battle pass already. Sorry about that, everyone. Um, as per usual, um, internet decides to die for you know, just a couple of minutes in the only time of the day that you're filming a podcast, you know, it's the way that it is. Uh, but as I recall, um, I just said about um, some people being maybe, or rather some of the complaints about XP gain on the battle pass being slow, it's starting to feel a bit disingenuous because it doesn't feel slow to me anymore. And then <laughs> you, you, you were going somewhere with that. It felt like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I, I don't know if it managed to pick up what what I was saying before we cut out, but yeah, I was basically just going on about the fact that I'm already halfway through the battle pass, um, at like level fifty. So this shit's supposed to last us like six months. The game hasn't even launched yet. I'm halfway through it. Like I think everyone needs to just chill. Um, and as much as it it it, it pains me to say, but like there won't be much to sort of unlock and chase once I finish this battle pass as well. So I don't, I don't know. I don't Now I actually reflect on it and looking through the battle pass being halfway through it. There actually isn't that much in it. Do you not think I I go through my Spartans now and I've got like a, I've got like a nice collection of stuff. I don't on the Mark five. Really? Like, I have a I have a couple things here and there, but um, I just feel like I would struggle to differentiate my Spartan from other people's. I just don't feel there's enough choices to really make it personal and be like, I have this Spartan, and I might, I might run into somebody who also has this Spartan combo, like maybe once in a play session. It's just like, no, no, I I run into someone who looks very similar to me every single game. Really, I feel uh, a bit, if, if not well, identical. I feel like the lineups at the beginning now. You don't really see that many similar Spartans anymore. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like this is a problem that reduces day by day as more people get more yeah. stuff from yeah. the battle pass. Yeah, I, I mean, this the battle pass isn't empty. I just think that there's less in it than I that I once thought. Um, but it's it's definitely not not empty by like any means. Um, there's still plenty to to choose from and to customize, but um yeah i remember seeing that screenshot of um you know all the different colored spartans all standing in a line you know it's like a red one a green one so like will all those customizations be available to us those aren't all available to us obviously in the battle pass are they but what annoys me is that screenshot was used to sell the battle pass it was like heroes of reach and it had them all lined up like that but I know for a fact that some of those armor cores I can only buy in 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 the store separate to to the battle pass, right? So, like, are, are those cores only going to be available during this Heroes of Reach six month era? 
or is like or have they just sold like tons of armor cores maybe only three of those that were being show showcased in all those images are actually available through in-game progression and battle pass and the other like eight you have to buy for like 2500 premium currency um i don't know it's just i kind of i kind of expected a little bit more just to be earned through playing rather than but is is free to play i guess and and we have experienced this with apex but apex do it with like maybe one skin when they showcase the event like that one pathfinder skin that was used that cool looking detective one no one Mm -hmm. else will know what i'm talking about that was the only skin that was purchasable outside of how the the collection event was um was sold to the audience sort of thing i just feel like maybe um maybe it's not the case with with halo infinite yeah i don't i I think i yeah i think it is like definitely something that free-to-play studios are still trying to figure out of like how to market these events because obviously mm-hmm. they've got these cool things that want to bring people back to the game. But if someone sees it in a trailer, logs in and sees it in the shop, then that's kind of like, you know, it doesn't really feel like that's something I'm returning to for. If I like, so. yeah, exactly. And, and I was just like, after seeing that, that image that I was talking about with all the Spartans and all that, like I was under the impression I would kind of have, have that. And like have that by the end of this six month period, this Heroes of Reach themed uh, season, right? I was under the impression I would I would have all that, but by the looks of it and how it's progressing, I could have all that, but I would be like two three hundred pounds deep in my wallet, like, and that's a lot of money. Like, I I I don't know. I guess I'm just talking about the free to play model right now and not Halo Infinite, but like. I don't know. I guess. I guess I was just. Yeah. I guess I was just ex- expecting to earn the majority of that. Sure, I understood a lot of it would be premium sold separately, but it seems like quite a lot of it is. Because uh, I know I saw that Anubis core that that was on that screenshot that was in the store, the Soldier core that is now, and stuff like that. And as cool as those are, they're like they're like twenty quid a pop. Um, and uh, I buy two or three of those armor cores, and I'm I bought a full price game, um, essentially. So yeah. I, don't, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and no, I'm with you. I think there's something to be said about how they do that, and I think it's something that they do need to have a look at. You know, and I think maybe something that might be useful is for them to start chucking some of the premium currency in the battle pass. You know, even if it's mm-hmm. if it's 900 through all of it, you know, it will make people feel more. Like they're getting more value out of it that they can splash you back into the battle pass for the next season. Exactly. Um, or and, and they can pump it into the store. And exactly. It's like, I feel like this is something that they, they do this for a reason because you know how like when you sign up or you get advertised to like go on a gambling website, they're like, oh, you get £10 for your first few rolls. Like this is kind of that, that psychological work. Like you have some, you're like, well, I'm halfway there anyway. So hmm. yes, yeah, that that's exactly where I was going to go with that point. Like even, even if you just earn four or five hundred over the course of the battle pass that just that makes you think oh hey i only need one thousand five hundred to actually buy this armor core and i can actually buy this one thousand five hundred with just the first or the one thousand or however much you need with just the first 7.99 option for premium mm-hmm. currency rather than having to jump up to the, like the 19.99 option 
and stuff like that. So they're still getting this extra purchase out of you. That uh, what, what what do you actually call it? Um, but they're getting so uh, they're getting this. Um, what do they call it? What they upsell? Sorry, yeah, they're yeah. still getting this this upsell out of you by just giving you a small amount, right? Um, with, within the battle pass, I think that would go a long way, and I think it would it would push me over the edge to just buy a few of these because I I really want that that new core in the in the in the shop at at, at the moment. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's not it's not I a core though. I think it looks great. It is yeah, it's an entire it's core. A, oh, sorry. Car, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <sighs> not core. Yeah, it's, I know the it's language. Like, it's like yeah. an entire set to go yeah. on a core. Sorry. On a core, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just in case everybody um, yeah. was confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. No, I think it's a good confusing. idea. I think they need to um, they need to have a look at that a little bit. Um, it's I guess it's it's the way that the system works in that when you you know you're going through the battle pass, you get bits of a Spartan, um, which is obviously like great, not a problem at all. But um, if I think about how other battle passes do it, you obviously get whole skins, and mm-hmm. so the comparison. It's when you're looking at the store versus the battle pass, you're like, oh, level 50, I get this cool skin. Or I could buy this cool skin in the store. And they're probably like of equal value. You know, maybe one's a little bit cooler than the other. But it's like, oh, look at level 50, I unlock some cool um, gloves. Uh, or I could buy a whole set <laughs> like that will, you know, that could completely change the way my Spartan looks. So I guess there's, there is some disparity there, um, which I think is just the way it's going to be for Halo. But uh, nonetheless, I think it would be useful to reconsider what's going into the store what's going into the passes um yeah and yeah and maybe think about some premium currency in there as well i think that's um, a good direction i don't think it's inherently bad i don't want to bash on the battle pass i think it's fine like i I, i'm not i'm not bashing on it completely i just think there are ways it could be improved from someone who's played a lot of free-to-play model games yeah um halo isn't doing it poorly it's not behind the times necessarily i just think pardon me it could be tweaked to be a little bit better as mm-hmm. someone who's who's been in this in this uh who's been a player of of, of freeze play models for quite some time now definitely agree definitely agree okay so i wanted to touch on um the playlist upcoming as well um this was something that got announced i think not too long ago Five days ago or so. Uh, so yeah, it was this week. Um, and they've said that they've been reading their feedback about playlists um, and they're working on Fiesta SWAT or Tactical Slayer and free-for-all playlists, uh, which probably won't land today, uh, but uh, they're pushing to get them in before the end of the year. So this month, so those will be permanent playlist additions. On top of that, they also said a, uh, a Social Slayer playlist with multiple variations is in the works, um, but we won't be able to get this one ready until after the holiday. So um, I don't know what I don't know what typically because he says they're a social slayer list with multiple variations. So I don't know what maybe they'll be like SWAT Slayer and mm. no, but SWAT is Slayer. So I, I don't really know how what that means, but I think that would go a long way into helping people. There's obviously no speak here about separating quick play into separate playlists at this point at this time. Um, yeah. So on one hand, I think it's good that they're adding playlists, and they they also <clears throat> gave a big rationale for this in that. They found with their other games that when they separated these modes out, the objective modes just die. They just die. Uh, yeah, ninety yeah. percent of the player base flocks to slayers. Um, and I do. I do see that. 
the Q's triple for Oddball or whatever. And ultimately, you know, when I think about it, the only reason I want this is so I can get these challenges done. I I, I like queuing quick play. I like the variety mm-hmm. of that. That's I really like that. I wouldn't. I would never like pick just an Oddball playlist. The only the only reason I would like want to do that is to complete a challenge which requires me to play Oddball. So yeah. again, I think there's this thing of like reevaluate the challenge system and this problem vanishes. I know people yeah. are still going to want playlists, but um, there's a very fair downside to creating them there. Um, I think they need to have a Slayer. I think they need to have somewhere that some people can go to just click on Eds who really don't want to play as a team. And I think Free For All will maybe be a good intermediate there. Um, mm. But yeah, that's that's sort of the update on the playlist. And I just wanted to read out as well sort of um, what Unisex said about um, kind of the goal for events. So it's just, just a short paragraph. Um, our goal for events is to try new modes prior to adding to playlists. So this reminds me of a very like Sea of Thieves approach in that they like will bring in these seasons. Here's all the new stuff. Here's like the thematic world around it, but we're leaving this with you now. So that's kind of what getting the feeling is going on here. Mm-hmm. We'll monitor the playlist health after the three editions above. Um, but so that being um, Fiesta, Swat and Fruitful. Um and adjust our offering if needed. But we're excited to make these updates before the holidays. Um, this is just the start of the conversation. So, what are the thoughts on the playlist changes here? Or additions? Um, wait, so we'll monitor a goal for the event. We'll monitor playlist health over three editions above. What were those three editions again? Oh, Fiesta, the SWAT and free for all. The Fiesta, Tactical SWAT, and Free for All. Um Yeah, I mean, I don't so those will all be individual playlists. Those will all playlists. be in, yeah. Those will all be standalone playlists. Um, sure, right? Like I have nothing against this at all. Um, What's you, you know me. <laughs> it will also be in quick play. Yeah. Oh, so they'll be thrown into the bag of quick play. Too. Oh no, no, no. No, I'm saying we'll still be in quick play. Like it, oh, it doesn't make that much sorry. of a difference to us, does it? Quick play and B2B will still be there. So yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's nice. Like Fiesta is is fun and it is, yeah. it is a good laugh and it could be useful for challenges like you can get kills with energy swords all that sort of stuff it can help you get those sort of done a little bit yeah. quicker um tactical slayer being swat i've always been a huge fan of swat you know i have i i love clicking on heads and having people instantly die um so i'll be very excited to see that i know that a couple of our mates have also said that they really want swat to be in this game so i think that will be um a game mode quite a few of our player player group will be quite happy to see um and then free-for-all like you said i i do think that will scratch the itch for a lot of people that just want to play it as a sort of generic shooter and don't want to hold a stupid flaming skull to get points and they don't really know what's going on yeah um yeah i mean i'm i'm completely on board with all these coming in it offers more variation um they can help with challenges stuff like that i mean i don't know what guns you'll start with with tactical slayer but again that might help with your challenges for like commando kills br kills all that sort of stuff as well so you don't have to pick them up uh you had you 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 always had a mental breakdown the other day (laughs) using the commando just saying it just takes like 15 bullets to kill someone even after you break their shields if you don't hit a headshot like it's literally like they do like one damage and like a Spartan has like ten HP after you break their shield, you yeah. literally just shoot them ten times in the body with it. It's a spud fucking, gun. It's crazy. But then you just dink them in the head once, and they're like, "That's it, I'm out." Yeah, yeah. you got me. Um, God, I hope that gets a buff today. Oh, I so hope it does. Yeah, 
uh, that's actually a good way to buff it. I, I I would just buff it in the sense that uh, the body shots when shields broke do a little bit more damage because I think its overall time to kill is okay. Like you can break shields if you're accurate relatively quick, and then one dink headshot. Like there's a few times where the commandos felt great in my hands, but like it's that whole if you can't get that headshot after you break the shields. Oh my god, it's it's the worst. It's the worst gun in the game by it's far. It's got a small mag as well, so it's punishing. Like if you if you miss a few bullets after cracking, you have to go through that. It's a slow reload. Um, yeah. and you don't have much ammo either, so like it really mm. is punishing. Um, it's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just fires quite fast, and it's a small mag. Yeah, even if you hit all your shots and then dink him with the final headshot, you still have to use about seventy five percent of your mag and hit it. Um, yeah, it's it, when like the BR you can kill it in like three perfect bursts, right? And yeah. and the gun holds how many bursts does it hold? It holds like nine, I think. So like a you could technically you could technically triple kill with it in one mag. It's like <laughs> yeah. you can't do that with a commando, like not even a chance. Dude. Yeah, one if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to see that get some love. Um, going off off beat a little bit. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that get changed. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 completely on board with all these modes coming in. Uh, the more the merrier. I've always said that. Um, and I do understand the the issue with splitting the playlists, splitting quick play up, like you said, because um, the majority of casual players, which outweigh the players that want to play objective and want to play in team base, um, will just want to queue um, and click on heads. And and especially when it comes into play, if you've got your double XP timer on, um, you you you, you want to get all your games done. With the with double XP while you're on the 300 for your first game, the 200 for your second game, blah 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 blah, um, because Slayer games, generally speaking, will finish substantially quicker than a CTF or an Oddball. Um, so as far as earning XP goes, as well, people will flock to that playlist. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm 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 completely on on board with it. Happy with great. it. Great, 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 and I think this is um I am uh, excited. About- to see how Halo Infinite kind of continues to handle its multiplayer because I think as good as the game feels, but we've said this before, but like you know, there's a few balancing tweaks I feel needs to be made mm-hmm. here and there. And I think those balancing tweaks could like bring quite a lot of new life. And you know, that that's not even including any potential content updates, you know, dropping a new gun into the sandbox, dropping a new piece of equipment, even something as simple as like buffing the drop wall would get me quite Probably, excited. Yeah. Buffing the radar pulse, you know, giving it a bigger range and more, longer flash, a bigger duration, that would make that suddenly quite threatening, you know. So stuff like that, um, I think would be yeah. really refreshing. So I'm excited to see how they kind of handle this and what their sort of cadence is going to be like. But so far it's been really good. So that's um, that's all really good news to me. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, we've, um, I guess we'll, we'll touch on this first, just, just before we drop sort of multiplayer for a bit. But I wanted to, um, there, there's been like a very breaking bit of news from Jason Schreier around sort of the, um, the whole development of, of Halo Infinite, just as we had our technical issue. And it's not a huge article, but I just wanted to go back and touch on it afterwards. So very, very quickly, um, as we finish off the multiplayer section here, um, was the, the Game Pass Ultimate Rewards. We've known this for a while, but um, Halo Infinite's going to offer Game Pass Ultimate Rewards uh, for, for, for subscribers. And the first one is today. Um, or, or launch day by the time you're watching this. Uh, and with that comes, uh, by the looks of it, a pretty sleek green uh, assault rifle skin, a sort of green and black um, for Xbox, well, hey. And you get four times two XPs and four challenge swaps as well, which um, I think this is a nice bonus. So we'll see how this sort of um, happens 
Uh, they said it's monthly rewards, so um, I'm not oh, going to wow. say no to add to my sticker book. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that that happening uh, that happening every single month is is pretty is pretty awesome. I mean, not necessarily that. I don't. You might not be a weapon skin every month. Um, you know, the, the the rewards one month might just be XP boost, but like, yeah. still nice, right? I'm I'm never going to turn down someone giving me free shit. So. Yeah. yeah, and and like you said, this AR skin looks pretty cool. I can also see he's on, on the little picture. He's riding a little green and black warthog as well. Yeah. So that might be kind of cool as uh, coming in later um, uh, as a as yeah, another maybe. reward. Yeah, maybe um, it might pop up in the store. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah, no complaints. Cool. Um, okay, so very very quickly, um, swing back to um, campaign for a second. I, I guess campaign a little bit because I there's something um, I wanted to just um end our last discussion really off by saying that um with um with halo being a games as a service um this is probably just from the through the lens of games as a service um this is probably the best start we've ever seen to a games as a service game i know a lot of that isn't clicking for a lot of people because it's like halo and halos always have big tentpole releases but this is multiplayer free to play they've said they want to support it for 10 years this is a games as a service game and I know the the bar isn't very high, but considering this has released really, really well to a lot of critical reception, um, I just think that that's an interesting lens to view it view it through. Um, you know, so <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I guess no, on for sure. And I guess kind of on the back end of that, obviously, we know that this game got delayed last year, had that rough showing um, and there's been a lot of difficulties and a lot of people have been like pleading to know sort of what has been happening at 343 and, you know, a lot of assumptions have been made about this day and the other. Obviously there was the pandemic, um, which happened as well, which can't, which we know was not useful, but just to very, very quickly read this excerpt from Jason Schreier. I'm not going to, the article isn't as big at, like there's no like massive conspiracy here. Um, it just seems like there were some development problems in 2019, um, which was then throttled for creative reasons. Uh, but then it all came together really, really well. Um, lots of other top tier games have known to have this sort of thing. God of War is like a 2018 is like a one that's pointed to as was like turbulent, and then all came together in the last year. So just read this paragraph because it's like the main takeaway I think, or one of the main takeaways so by the summer of 2019 halo infinite was in crisis mode so this is summer 2019 that's just before the oh no it's not so yeah it's about a year before the showing so a year before the xbox launch so they had a full year at this point halo okay. infinite was in crisis mode the studio decided to cut almost two-thirds of the entire planned game leaving managers to instruct some designers to come to the office and do nothing while the studio figured out the next move Eventually, the game's open world was cut back from a vast Zelda-like experience into something far smaller. It soon became clear to some on the team that even with the compromises, getting Halo Infinite into decent shape by the following fall would be impossible. Still, the timing of the release didn't seem up for discussion. Microsoft told 343 that it had to be a launch game for the next Xbox, which meant releasing it in November 2020. Obviously, as the story goes, it did end up getting budged um, a year, and it did end up all coming together really really nicely uh, within the scope that they, they they settled on but hearing that it the scope produced by two-thirds what the fuck were they trying to do with this game i, yeah. I remember reading i remember reading some like unverified insider stuff a while back saying that they wanted like the whole ring to be explorable and like maybe that is what all ended up getting sort of cut yeah. or shrunk yeah yeah for sure i mean it, it sounds like for the for 
the majority of it what got cut was was like like you said the size of the map i guess and how much uh, how much of the open world can be explored at least by the sounds of it um so maybe there were other biomes <laughs> maybe it's were, cut yeah. content for some paid uh, dlc now actually no they've they've said that dlc won't. i don't know how how would that work actually you would pay it, it, theoretically if they were to release an expansion it would you would pay for it right i would imagine it would be paid yeah 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 okay game pass Got doesn't it. do dlcs usually and that's going to be the upsell i imagine but yeah, i imagine yeah. it would be yeah yeah um but yeah no it's, it sounds like they were obviously making uh one i mean they have made one hell of a game but it sounds like they were making yeah something just quite ambitious. um yeah. yeah for 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 its um for its release time, right? I mean, <laughs> even being pushed back a year, they still had to cut it. It's ridiculous. If 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 they wanted to do their original plans by the sounds of it, my God, it it wouldn't have been released till like twenty twenty five. But um, that's 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 very interesting though to actually think about because what we've got is still the biggest, most expansive, most ex- explorative Halo by far. <laughs> and it's been it was cut down two thirds. That's crazy. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. I think because I think there's like a you know contingent of people out there who like really want a lot of gossip about three four three. You know, like there was an internal revolt. People hated them, but like everybody each other. You know, yeah, but it's like it sounds like normal video game stuff. Like stuff gets yeah. cut all the time. That sounds like quite a big cut. To be fair, two thirds. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, but it sounds like that is quite big. But again, that doesn't sound like immensely uh like off the cards oh no i um, other games i i work for a a a a development company like creating like an app and stuff like that the amount of content that gets written up defined you know as ideas and all that sort of stuff but you know gets pushed back or no we can't do that yet do that at q4 next year you know or cut that we can't make that in time for the release mate that happens all the time like so much we're yeah. just building a freaking app. We're not building a gigantic AAA video game. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Um, I imagine this conversation will carry on for a bit longer, but it's it's honestly good to hear that this was more normal video game stuff because obviously there was like you know the director left the game's director left Chris Lee last year shortly after the reveal and everybody assumed that was to do with like internal politics maybe it was maybe it wasn't but this doesn't this report doesn't cover that presumably because it didn't have anything to do with it it was just the time that he left um so yeah it's um as we finish off that section really it's nice that this has all come together um and Mm -hmm. it's uh I'm excited. I'm so excited to play um, the campaign when it drops to late today. Yeah, me too. All right. Um, So I wanted to touch on uh, the Game Awards. Obviously, we've got the Game Awards, which... Are you going to... Are you going to stay up and watch that with me? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It'll start at half 12. It'll probably go on for like three hours or something. So it'll be going on quite late. Um, I mean, I've got nothing to do, assuming I'm not feeling like garbage later and I can keep fighting off this illness. Yeah, for sure. I'll stay up and watch it. Fair enough. Uh, wicked. That sounds great. So there's um because Jeff has um Jeff Keeley has said that there's going to be, and this is probably him hyping up his own show, but nonetheless he said that there are four to five, uh, Elden Ring style announcements or, or showings. Um, there you go. Get the coffees in. 
Yeah, right. So um, we'll have to see. Um, but nonetheless, uh, in terms of the Game Awards, the, the thing I'm the reason I'm coming back to this is because there has been a player voice vote. Um, it's still ongoing if you want to go and get your vote in. Uh, but there's been three brackets. There was 20 games initially. It reduced down to 10. Now it's down to the final five. They got all the, all the votes. And the player's voice is obviously it, it, it's based on our votes. Um, and at the moment, as it stands in the final bracket, the final five candidates are... Forza Horizon 5, Resident Evil Village, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, and Halo Infinite. So, Vote Halo Infinite. It's really funny because that that is the Game of the Year list, other than Deathloop. Halo Infinite has just swapped out with Deathloop, and that, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but as of right now, Halo Infinite is winning by a landslide. Halo Infinite is up at 37%. Metroid Dread is second with 21. It Takes Two down at 17. Resident Evil Village down at 14. And Forza Horizon 5, which is... Sad. shade but That's yeah so we're down at 11 percent. i i guess it's because it the conversation is already dominating in other areas so and it should it, be above resi and it takes two though but and metroid dread but i don't <laughs> want to i don't want to get into that again we all know how we feel about metroid dread yeah nonetheless i think it would be really nice to see halo infinite walk away with something this year because i'm not confident mm-hmm. halo's going to walk away with i mean it might walk away with something next year in but i'm I don't know if it even gets a Game of the Year nomination because next year it's looking really strong and yeah. everyone will have forgotten about it. You know, Next year there's going to be Horizon Forbidden West, there's going to be Elden Ring, there's going to be fucking Starfield, there's going to be Redfall. You know, All of these games are going to be bangers. Um, uh, God of so War. God well. of War, supposedly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, all, that's already a strong um, catalogue, even if you're ignoring the fact that Halo is going to be i mean it will still be relevant because the multiplayer will still be playing <laughs> hopefully but um it just you know it won't have the same splash it's having right now when it's all anyone's talking about um so i hope halo does walk away with something this year um in terms of the player voice i think that is fair and also i think that this shows this really like breaks that bubble that gaming bubble that internet bubble of people being like you know the progression is killing halo infinite halo launching without slayer playlist is destroying the franchise and like the campaign there's no mission select thing on the campaign at the moment that's ruining halo which by the way oh yeah when do open world campaigns ever have mission select i know i know there yeah, are like replay yeah. exactly i know there are like mission supposedly like mission type bits in infinite but like, it's an open world game. i know it's annoying and they, they are gonna add it but like i don't this isn't like a weird i guess game. like Destiny does it right. You can go back and click on, click on. It's not an open world do... game. I guess it's not his mission structure anyway. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So um, it, it does kind of show that that bubble is very, very, you know, uh, like um, uh, conducive. Like it's just very uh, within itself. Um, so I hope, yeah, I hope they walk away from that. But I just wanted to touch on that. I, I've, so I've put my vote in for Halo Infinite, and so should you. <laughs> I have, yeah. <laughs> Good job, man. Everyone do it. Yeah, everyone do it. Or, or Forza, just not or the Forza. others. Yeah, well, actually, it's a bit. Not, you could you could feasibly imagine a situation where the Xbox vote gets split, <laughs> and then like fucking Metroid wins or something. So yeah, I, I'm gonna double down and just say vote Halo. Sorry, Forza, you. you you should have you should have been in the game game of the year contender, and I'm sorry you're not, but that's that's yeah. not my fault. You're already six feet under. We forgot about you. <laughs> yeah, uh, excellent. Okay, I mean, I I did want to touch on like the the meltdown in the in the Halo subreddit a bit because it became like a big thing 
I guess we'll just go over it quickly. But I, yeah. I don't, did you did you see anything about it? I I I not really. I mean, I know that you messaged me and basically just said everyone's having a meltdown. I don't know what caused the meltdown. What caused this 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 riot? Oh, mate, I don't know. Fucking anything. Um, I think. I uh, I'm trying to think, like pinpoint an exact thing because it was before the campaign reviews. I think it was sort of with the play. It was just like a build. Oh, that's right. It was um because like all of the same points were just coming up. Like that's the thing. Every everything that we all of the little problems that we have with Halo three four three have addressed and given us a time frame for already. Mm-hmm. But for some reason that subreddit they just ignore it and then post again like the same thing with as many personal attacks, like the same amount of personal attacks and um, like just horrible language. Um, just like pretending that they haven't addressed it. It's like they've addressed it and they're going to do it. Like they've already fucking said they're going to do it. Like stop posting the same shit. Um, yeah. And that built up and built up and built up. I just got worse and worse and worse. And eventually um, sketch um, who I think is one of the community managers stepped in and, and wrote like a really long, a really long, um, uh, sort of reply to all of it, um, saying a couple things which kind of triggered everyone. Like most of it was really straightforward and kind and patient. Uh, but, but like for example, one of the things he said is like, personally, I don't think we kind of owe anyone like a detailed uh, dissertation on every single decision we've ever made over the last six years. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, it's like I can't believe. You know, it's just it's crazy that you have to defend that viewpoint. Like I. I I am a th- I am a therapist and I don't owe people explanations. <laughs> like if I've always got in my back pocket if you're going to be a dick I'm not going to work with you. And unfortunately you know they don't have um that sort of they don't have that sort of, sort of autonomy but it's it's the same thing like I feel like they need to be com- communicative and transparent about sort of what their plan is going forward and you know the rationale for some of the decisions but they don't need to be exhaustive and, and like this is what the the subreddit is just so demanding of like you know why can't you just slap a social slayer in today why can't we have it right now and you know they've yeah. said a couple of things you know they've said well you know we're, we're looking at the play accounts and the UI um isn't built for other playlists yet. So that would take a couple of weeks at least to like get sorted. And it's like not uber top priority. So like all of this, and they're just like, it's just in, it's just incessant and relentless. Um, and like, you know, to, to top it off, uh, so, so then the, the halo subreddit mods finally stepped in. I think they should have stepped in a bit earlier, but you know, whatever. And they locked the subreddit down over the weekend. So no one could post uh, because devs were getting DDoSed. Devs were getting death threats. Fucking weird. People are fucking weird. <sighs> yeah, it it makes me lose faith in humanity. Um, it's just like it's it, it's it's just like you said. They don't owe us such a technical explanation on how everything works exactly as he said and you said. It's just like we can voice our opinions. They've noted them. We know they've noted them. Now let them. Let them do it, right? It's not just as easy as snapping your fingers. It's it's development. It's 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 hard work. It's very technical, and I completely agree with him. There's no reason that they should be like, all right, you know, this ticket's entered uh, the fucking week three stage fucking two. You know, we're working on this in our internal department. It's just like no, they don't owe us an explanation for any of this sort of stuff. Like. Yeah. It just comes down to the community being really fucking impatient and being really ignorant to the inner workings of how everything goes on, right? Absolutely. Um, and it's just, 
it's just so fucking childish. Uh, like, it would never even cross my mind to yell at a developer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know who these people are, like, what age bracket they're in. <laughs> but, like, come on, just fucking stop, man. It's, it's the, and the worst thing is it wouldn't achieve anything. It wouldn't achieve yeah. anything. And that much is obvious because even if they did, if they were like, right, back in 2015, we made this decision to do this and this is what happened and this is how it went, they would, be, you'd get the same thing. There would just be another response and, and they'd be like, um, well, actually, I would have done this and I think you should have done that. You know, they'd have just armchair developed their way through it. And it like, it, it just like, what is this achieving? What exactly is this, is this use of resource of having people right up there? their log to give to you what it's just a waste of fucking time um Mm -hmm. and you know just so just to clarify we've said it loads of times there are some things that we feel need to be tinkered with this game this is the case with any game but like for and for a game that has done as well as this one has it's just so incredibly frustrating to like go into the community and then be like every post is just laser focused on something minor or something that maybe the community doesn't feel as minor, but has already been addressed, like, and just still going on about it. And the language is just so um, intense. You know, mm. it's like these fucking greedy scumbags. I can't believe they're doing this. And it's just like, take a breath. This is how monetization works. Like, if you're not happy with that, you know, complain to the to your government, you know, it's, and it's like, mm. it's just, I ultimately, none of those complexities really matter the fact that businesses are for profit or the fact that this is the monetization, what really matters is that these people, that they're not able to like channel this frustration into something like useful or to just find enjoyment in what is already like in front of them. That's the frustrating part that it's just, and it's just, I don't think they want to enjoy it. I think, I think it's part of their personality to hate three, four, three and to hate modern halo and that's never going to change um, mm. for a lot of these people. Because even when the reviews dropped on Monday and they were like glowing, most of the comments were like, this is all paid off. Microsoft yes. and Xbox have paid all these reviews off. And it's like, what the fuck do you want? Do you want a good Halo game or not? Because it doesn't sound like you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's just ingrained into them on like a molecular level isn't it? <laughs> to, yeah. to just hate modern Halo and 343, like you but said. The genetic um, makeup. Yeah, it's... Uh, 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 I, I don't know. It's... I feel like it's impossible to address because it, it, it will never change. You can't change these sorts of people. And it's just like, it's just like, really, bro? Like, is, is there not being a Slayer playlist really just just making this game this unplayable for Yeah, you? it's like, like, I don't see that. What, what is wrong with you? Like, just fucking shut up. And if you did have that playlist, <laughs> it'd be something else. <laughs> Like, for exactly. fuck's sake, oh, the Needler's not good enough. I'm uninstalling. It's yeah. like, fuck the Needler, man. Use the <laughs> other 99% of the fucking weapon sandbox yeah. and chill out. Like, yeah. there will always be a problem, and it's it's impossible to ever fix this. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I, I just... I, I I do feel so sorry for for three four three and 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 their developers because they've gone through a rough patch since they started making Halo. They haven't done the best with four and five. They finally knuckled down. They finally listened to 
as much of the constructive um, ideas and stuff like that from the community as they can while drowning out the noise. And they make us a really good fucking product. And they're still... The fact that they release a game like this and they are getting death threats makes me so mad. I mean, let's like, what can you do? Honestly, like, yeah, what can it's you just, do? I just don't... And, and there will just always be people like that. Like, people are just toxic, man. Like... Yeah. I'm toxic in certain ways, not 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 like this, but like you just can't change that sort of toxic nature in people. It's just they love it. It it, yeah. it gives them a rush to be behind a keyboard and do this sort of shit. So yeah, and I think there's there's something to be said about because there there is a couple of like YouTube videos I've watched like in the last few weeks that have been like really feeding into this. And I think there's something to be said about that. Like you know, obviously those content creators aren't the people who. Um, have done any of this, you know, unless they have like alt accounts where they're being really toxic in it on Reddit as well. But um, making daily videos, and I'm, I don't know why I have to say this as if it's like a bad idea, making daily videos about what's in the store and calling 343 and Microsoft greedy is not a healthy way to channel criticism. Mm-hmm. You'll get hate clicks. Well done. Fucking good for you. But this sort of stuff and content feeds back into into this, especially when you know that a fan base is already volatile and prone to, to being aggressive and per, like you know attacking personally and going one step further into actual crimes. Like, yeah. you know, let's just uh, you know let the game breathe for a bit. Like, for fuck's sake, like you, you, it's, you know, the... it's it's essentially like having a small, tiny little fire. There's like a tiny little fire with some of the issues in Halo Infinite. And the devs are spraying it with water. They're trying to get rid of it. <laughs> and essentially what you're doing is just fucking just dousing it with petrol like yeah. every day. And it's just like, it's not helping. Just let them get rid of the small fire. You're just making the fire bigger for the same reasons. Like the, like the, the small fire hasn't changed. It's still the same things wrong with the game. You're just making it bigger. Like, what is that achieving? Yeah. But you know, people are selfish because, like you said, it's it's helping them get money, it's helping them get clicks, it's helping expose them. So they just embrace this toxic nature, and it's it's self beneficial, like doing hey- this sort of stuff as well. Yeah, like, Halo Infinite is already dying. Yeah, <sighs> just like Hell. this sort of shit. You know, it's I like just... give it a rest, would you? <sighs> so yeah. I can get a hobby. The worst thing is they probably do that and then they fucking clock off and just boot up and play Halo Infinite for like the rest of the night. That's the worst shit. I know know you're out there. I know (laughs) you're playing the game. So just fucking stop. Yeah. It's uh, it's so funny as well because like a lot of the complaints have been about the store and the monetization. Fair enough. I think that's fair. I don't think it's wild... It's what it is optional, but it's also it's not wildly out of. In fact, I would say it's less egregious than some other free to play, uh, you know, games in the market. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see overall. I don't think that industry standard is that good. I'd like to see that come down a bit and get readjusted. And if if that's going to be Levi and three four three, that's fine. But it's the fact that the devs have already addressed that and said, yeah, we're going to look into this, um, and it's still going. And then on these posts, these like really hateful, toxic posts, there's like. Over a hundred guildings, like the medals from Reddit that you have to buy, like buy, like yeah. spend money on. <laughs> so they're, they're like, I can't stand these 20 pound, you know, uh, like uh, armor pieces. It's absolutely ridiculous. Here's 20 pound to like get your post on the top. <laughs> like, 
One of them I saw was a 120 pound gilding. Wow. That's well, what I mean I, when I, I say... I could buy everything Halo Infinite is currently offered for less than that. <laughs> exactly. It's like... This is what I mean when I say I think it's it's like it's just part of them. It's just yeah. part of them at this point. Um, unless there's like a change in perspective of like, actually, you know what? Let's maybe just appreciate what kind of what we've got. Um, make constructive criticisms where we feel is appropriate, and then move on and just enjoy like what we've got after. But it's that that doesn't seem to be happening. And Kotaku called their article about this Halo subreddit temporarily shut down because angry gamers won't stop being toxic assholes. <laughs> nice. That's a good there title. Is. <laughs> that's a great god they use assholes in a title of a fucking news article that's crazy respect yeah, yeah it's good shit so yeah that was meant to be a small section but it ended up being quite a long rant <laughs> yeah well shit needs to be said sometimes yeah stupid anyway wow we're done with halo now um thanks wow. for sticking around um <laughs> we are like an hour and 40 minutes in um but there's still stuff to talk about because like this is um I mean, and this is a, a big old... It's a busy period for Xbox at the moment. Um, so I think it's kind of to be expected. But this really does feel like Xbox is in their next chapter now. Well, like in the first few pages of the next chapter, the, Xbox has 20 nominations for the Game of the Game of the Year awards and the next closest publisher uh, has 11, which I think I want to say is like Nintendo maybe. Um, yeah, they're cleaning up. So. In terms of the games this year multiple game of the year contenders flight you know uh flight sim isn't one of them but flight sim is out on like a 90 on metacritic age of empires is like an 81 82 we've got forza we've got halo and then obviously even at the beginning of the year we had gears tactics we had hive busters um there's one other thing i'm missing as well uh but i can't remember what it is nonetheless all of these games um Oh, Psychonauts 2 was obviously Xbox Game Studio. Deathloop, yeah. obviously, the nuance around that is complicated. But yeah, nonetheless, these are games produced by the Xbox team. Um, and they're going to get pick up awards for it, or at the very least a nomination. So this is a big reflection on, on Xbox. And, and like, we're finally, we finally come over the top of that mountain that we've been looking up at for so long of like, yeah. you know, uh, these games, these studios are coming together. They're making these games um, and they're, they're starting to release and it's starting to, it's, it's really paying off. So, you know, you know, big, big, um, big round of applause to, to not just Phil, but you know, the rest of the team as well. It's um, all looking really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. This is the best Xbox has looked um, ever, I think. Um, and, and it's only, it's only getting more exciting um as we go into 2022 and beyond so um, absolutely yeah yeah i'm 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 absolutely excited i would have thought that my gaming years like me being 27 i was just like back when i was younger i was probably just like oh, i probably will be playing games when i'm like near 30 or 27 it's just like but like now i'm here it's like this is the most excited i am for games <laughs> like right now yeah. and where they're going um so yeah yeah absolutely so to touch on the first sort of story uh, for the week um x cloud had a bit of an update uh sort of a new feature something that um the team is coining clarity boost um so what this essentially is is sort of like a software side um thing <laughs> i don't know what to call it um system process whatever that kind of um 
makes it look crisper, like seems to up, up the resolution without actually upping the resolution. Obviously, as you can tell, I don't know anything about how this actually works, but um, I think these are cool additions um, to xCloud, and I'm wondering if we'll ever see something similar for just consoles, because like super resolution and resolution upscaling is something the team has spoken about before, like alongside FPS boost. So I'm curious if we'll see that make the leap over, but um, I like the sound of this. This looks cool. Um, to like just like help with the fuzziness that comes with streaming sometimes. Um, but it's only available on Microsoft Edge at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's just, it's just a, uh... It's an improvement on on how xCloud is working um, and just ironing out all the kinks that come with this new era of uh, cloud gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it makes sense that it would. Uh, it's they've only sort of developed this tech and made it compatible with their their browser, their home base browser. Um, you know, I'm sure they'll move it to the more mainstream uh, Chrome and Firefox and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. The better we can play games quality-wise um, anywhere in the world, the better. You know. Hope, hopefully this kicks in on consoles soon for, for the console streaming because I think that's... Um, I've gone on about that feature before, but I think that's a, a really fantastic feature and will be... You'll get a lot of use as the years go on um, streaming yeah. to console. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing. Next up. New design director joins Rare to work on Everwild. So this game still remains shrouded in mystery. Um, what game? <laughs> what game? Yeah, um, Forever Wild. Am I right? Um, oh. So this game, you know, is still heavy in development. Supposedly, it's had a bit of a rework um, in like late twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen or something. So no, I, I imagine we'll see more about it at E three. Um, I'm excited to see more about this. Um, but the guy, uh, the new design director that's joined is uh, ex super uh, massive games. He's been worked at Sony before and until dawn. Super massive, do the uh, what's it called? The the dark anthology series. So they've been doing that, ah, which has yeah. been mostly good. I think they've had a, a bit of mixed um, reception on the recent stuff, but um, mostly yeah. good. He also worked at Creative Assembly, which has done a lot of successful stuff. One of them being Halo Wars Two. Criterion as well, and EA, uh, lead designer on Alien Isolation. So, um, these teams are like constantly suiting up with more and more industry talent at the moment. So, um, I'm so excited to hear more about Everwild. I think those trailers that they did the other year were absolutely dead drop, dead drop, drop dead beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm really excited to see more Everwild. Yeah, yeah, that game looks sick. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to just. See more, no more, just just end, just anything. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's you know, it's definitely caught my attention and then moved into the background. Um, but you know, I'm ready for it to jump out and catch my attention again for sure. And, it's got, it's got um, such a unique vibe to it. Something, there's something so unique about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what makes it unique is the fact that we just don't know what it is, right? <laughs> it's just a mystery. <laughs> Yeah, once they announced, they're like, it's a third-player RPG. It's like, okay, well, I've played this before. It's not, not that unique now. Back when it was just a fatty question mark, it was a lot more unique. Well, I'm still hoping that yeah. those... There's been some whispers. I can't remember if it's... I don't think it was like an... Or maybe it was, like an unverified insider thing. Um, of it being like a god game. 
I was like, I haven't played a fucking God game in ages. That'd be wicked, yeah. like black and white. Um, but yeah. you know, so you're playing as your your character and you're you know sort of preparing the land and you're doing it through the animals to help you and stuff like that. Um, That'd yeah. be cool. I, I'd like that a lot. Okay, staying in theme with Rare, Sea of Thieves had its season five launch. Um, if you know, just in case Xbox wasn't having a really busy month, um, season yeah, season five um launched. Uh, just last week and this is a really cool content update we i spoke a bit about this last week um obviously we've got the full um uh sort of list of things they've added but the flagship just in case you're not aware the flagship sort of feature here is the ability to sort of bury bury your loot um mm. you can bury it and, and when you bury stuff um it will create a map for you similar to how when you get a uh, what they called the golden um the golden fellows i can't remember what they're called that that uh faction uh they give you treasure maps and you you dig up it creates one of them and you can they, they've made a new board and you can pop your map there and when so other players can take that like your player generated uh map and when players find the loot you get that loot as well so oh, okay it's a really you get exactly the same it's not like half or anything so people can just pick that up um and, and be like oh wow this looks really someone's buried so much treasure like and you don't know what they've buried it like it could be like really good chess really bad chess um but i just think this is like a, a actual like fucking genius um move that adds a lot of replayability and i'll be interested to see how they like work on this because this is like adding player generated content to it like you could go to it and someone could have done like a really cool one on one of the big islands like a cool like treasure hunting thing um and obviously you get rewarded for it so i think there's a good incentive for you to make it yourself yeah yeah, for sure yeah yeah it's it's rewarding for both the players hiding the chess and both the players going to seek it and it also helps with this whole people who play these sort of games they like to role play these scenarios right they want to feel like pirates as much as possible and this is doing that and then also not wasting the player's time at the same time you know you're still getting rewarded for it so yeah i i think it's i think it's a really smart idea um and it sounds super fucking fun um yeah yeah, yeah it sounds I'm, awesome i'm curious if it's something that would be feasible to do if you're getting chased do you know what i mean like to hop out uh and like hop out like just somebody hops out with the chest buries it skim over to the next island somebody hops out buries it mermaids back and just just, just do that um yeah yeah because so you they, don't technically lose it do you yeah exactly and then just I, get it later uh, right yeah so it would, yeah just interesting uh so uh, among that there's lots of other smaller things uh there's now cannon rowboats um which is didn't sound interesting to me but then i saw them attach it to the back of the big boat and suddenly there's another cannon on the side so sloops could yeah. have two cannons which i thought was really interesting um fireworks and flares these look beautiful i don't know if you've seen the trailer for this they look so good they like reflect off the sea um oh nice it's so you can fire like flares uh, out of your cannon so there's no flare gun but you could add them yet but you can fire it out of your cannon so it like shoots up overhead and lingers there for like a good like two or three minutes so it creates this really awesome like you know like effect over the islands and there's like a white one and a red one so i think that's really nice awesome uh, there's a couple of silly things here like sitting and sleeping you know interacting with the chairs uh, you can sleep which like slowly restores health so leaning into role playing stuff a bit more um, I think there were like dice they did like a, maybe it's like a dice emote or something I can't remember but I know people have been asking for that for a while there's obviously a new plunder pass um, 
and a couple of other new features uh, and improvements like using the trumpet you know which gave you a bigger speaking range you can now yeah. flip it round to whisper so you like oh. Smaller range. <laughs> oh that's interesting that's yeah that's kind of cool so if you're in a boat you can whisper to your mate like if you're yeah. being a stowaway um but yeah i just thought this was really nice um i think I'd love to see more updates like this from the team. I've been critical of some of the stuff that they've done before with Sea of Thieves. And I think they just leaning into like this sandbox side of it is really the way to go. Le- leaving permanent additions that sort of, um, that allows more interactivity with the world and allows yeah. more layers and layers and layers of stuff to happen and keep it interesting is what I think makes the game shine. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause as fun as the tall tales are, you do them, you're done sort of thing. Uh, where this is, potentially infinite right you can just like you said it just interacts with the whole sandbox around you um so yeah yeah yeah. they should definitely lean more into this sort of stuff and embrace uh that sort of role play aspect of the game more i think yeah love it love it next up uh there was a new starfield video this week Uh, a big one as well uh into the pursuit uh sorry (laughs) no into the starfield the endless pursuit it was called uh it was like a seven and a half minute video it's like kind of a behind the scenes kind of documentary style thing you know like what is starfield um what's it been like developing it you know this sort of stuff like kind of almost like a it's like a trailer but like in the kind of yeah. a q a format where todd was there and um uh spoke about it a bit more did you see this at all i watched half of it when you sent it to me and then forgot i clicked on it and i didn't finish the other <laughs> half it just got buried under other things yeah, yeah fair enough um i thought uh, it was, yeah, nice little trailer. It gives you, you know, there's more concept art in there. It gives you a good feel for like the music, which sounds eye-rollingly good. Um, and I think one of the things that's really caught people's attention from this kind of video is Todd Howard saying um, that in a lot of their games, they like to have a step out moment, you know, in a Fallout uh, 4 or 3, you step out of the vault to see the world, and in Skyrim you step out of the cave to see, you know, like the, the woods and the, not the woods, you know, like the forest areas and the mountains in the yeah. background and the dragonfly and he says, in this um, he likes to think that there's two step out games and then says himself, there's something cryptic for you, so um, people have been speculating about what that means and um, my kind of thoughts on this is like it's either, like, like literally two things, like you know, you have one time at the beginning of the game where you step out and you're not on Earth, you know, you're on a different planet, wildly in a spectacle. And then another time when you step into your, um, your ship and, you know, you fly into space and you see kind of, you know, the, like the galaxy in front of you. Yeah. That was yeah. idea one. The other idea is if it was something to do with, um, you know, it was like a play on words with um, Armstrong's quote, you know, one, one small step for man, small step for mankind. That's two steps. So yeah. um, whether it's like a moon thing, don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it was a really neat video. Um, my excitement for that game continues to skyrocket yeah it's in space yeah it may as well be um it, it's um tantalizing it's not even really tantalizing it's just brutal how it's still like a year away but i guess i guess i'll settle with <laughs> with master chief for now um yeah but uh i'm really i'm really getting good vibes about this game um i'm loving everything they're showing so far so uh, hopefully we see more at e3 that'd be awesome mm-hmm. yeah Hopefully. Uh, next up, Games Pass editions this month. Um, there's bit, there's quite a few. Um, in case you didn't know, there's a few interesting ones here as well. Uh, we've obviously yeah. got Halo dropping into Games Pass. We've got a game called Rubber Bandits, which actually looks really fun. I don't know if you've seen this. It's like a co-op party game. Um, 
it's like Gangby style sort of thing, but it doesn't look like a piece of shit. Okay. It looked really fun. I was, I was, I was thinking about downloading it the other day. We've okay. got the one and only Amogas coming next oh, week. Amogas, <laughs> nice. Uh, which I'm dead excited about as well. I think like this is going to be a real golden age for for us and our friend group. I think where we have like you know play Halo Infinite um, until where like sit, done our challenges or sick of it or whatever, then whip over to Among Us for an hour or two to you know just piss around. I think yeah. that's going to be a real nice cadence we're gonna we're gonna have. Um, uh, yeah, then we've got sure. some games like Ark Vale. Uh, we've got Stardew Valley, Lawn Mowing Simulator, which everyone loves apparently. Um, <laughs> and we've also got Aliens Fireteam Elite as well. Yeah, it's the headliners. There's also that you didn't. Is that the Warhammer game? Did you mention? I didn't say that now because I don't really know what it yeah, is. Yeah, the it's uh, it's I think it's like a um. Uh, an RTS like Halo Wars style, Age of Empires style game with with Warhammer, um, mm. which okay. uh, one of our friends is actually been playing the last couple of days, and he says it's 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 pretty good. He says he hasn't blown his mind, but it's 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 pretty good. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, so I, that's I, that's also quite a cool one. Yeah, now now that you mention it, I think I have seen trailers of it before. So yeah, no, that sounds cool. Awesome. Mm. Overall, really really strong month. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good uh, Next up, uh, Warner Bros. executive producer joins Xbox Games uh, Studios uh, Publishing. Um, now, this is somewhat interesting. Erin um, Pipergirds. I'm so sorry. There's no way that's right. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but the guys worked at NetherRealm Studios as senior producer for eight years. Uh, he's worked as executive producer at Warner Brothers Games uh, and now has recently just moved to executive producer. The reason this is interesting uh, is because there obviously has been a lot of talks about partnerships with Warner Bros. Matt Booty, the current head of Xbox Game Studios Publishing, worked at Warner Bros. doing the same thing for years. So there's a lot of talent currently migrating from Warner Bros. to Xbox and it just makes me think... Are those relationships getting quite close? Um, so I just thought it was worth mentioning because <laughs> it's, it's caused a lot of speculation. Mm. Yeah, definitely. although it doesn't it doesn't take much though, does it? Like literally, Phil could tweet about like a deodorant can, and everybody would be like, "Deodorant can RPG confirmed!" Like, it really... <laughs> it doesn't yeah, take much, but... uh, yeah, no, exactly. But I mean, yeah, I mean, all this sort of stuff, um, grabbing talent from from uh from places like this yeah obviously it's uh it's pretty exciting and i i i do think all that sort of stuff is um i don't want to say friendship building but uh yeah it could mean something uh, potential later down the line so and if not it's just a it's just another good piece of talent right yeah absolutely and this, this has been going on for a few years now where we've been like looking at you know people joining the xbox family like industry vets you know um by yeah. coming over and it you know it's it's really just clear that that dedication and that funding as well you know that budget to get these people in on board uh has been it's still going and it's you know it's paying off now but it's it's still happening yeah all right in our last story of today um quite a big one um there has been a 
Scoop from Bloomberg. Uh, I think was it Jason Schreier? Yeah, it was Jason Schreier again. Um, double name drop on the Quick Resume podcast in one day. Wow. He's going to wow. blow up in popularity. Now, we've popularized <laughs> that website. Um, he uh, said that Sony is planning a new subscription service, codenamed Spartacus, to take on Xbox Game Pass. It's being pitched as a three-tier service that will merge PlayStation Now with PlayStation Plus. The highest tier can include PS1, PS2, and PSP games. So, I don't know if you saw anything about this, but there's a couple more juicy details in here. Okay. Details on Spartacus may still not be finalized. So this is an excerpt straight from the article that I thought was the most relevant. But the documentation reviewed by Bloomberg uh, outlines a service with three tiers. The first would include existing PlayStation Plus benefits. Um, The second would include a large catalog of PlayStation 4 and eventually PlayStation 5 games. The third tier would include, uh, would add extended demos, game streaming, and a library of classic PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. A representative of PlayStation didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Um, so, this sounds like, because the, the, the big points that have been taken away from this, is that this doesn't sound like there's going to be day one games in it. No. Yeah. And I think there's an interesting conversation to be had there around how much value that brings to Games Pass. Does it bring value? You know, does is this going to be uh, like uh, competition to Games Pass if it doesn't have that? I, I mean, I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, I mean, speaking f- from me personally, I think the best part about Games Pass is knowing that all of our first party studios and all these upcoming game releases are day one on here, available for preload. We don't buy them or anything, it's, they're just there. So that's a really huge aspect of Games Pass for me, and I imagine you and I imagine a lot of other people. So if this, by the way, is worded, doesn't have that it won't have horizon forbidden west dropping on there like day one i think that's kind of a big deal to be honest um it kind of just sounds like yeah you kind of just pay for a catalog of games to be that you're 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 accessing um and the whole tier thing is kind of weird um I mean, it honestly sounds a bit more like Nintendo's service, like a beefed up version of like Nintendo's new one, where they've just been like, yeah, pay a bit yeah. more and we'll give you like retro games, like essentially, you know, mm-hmm. um, which you can have for free as part of that. And obviously there's some other things in there with like extended demos and game streaming um, and some PlayStation, a large catalog of PlayStation 4 games, I guess. But yeah, I mean, and eventually PlayStation 5, that wording is a bit odd. This, that's like, you know there's a fair amount of playstation 5 games already yeah exactly and i think there was a follow-up was just gonna follow-up? they're just gonna drip feed that really slowly yeah exactly oh yeah so here it was so it says just try did follow up the because it like you said the wording is a bit suspicious said this new service expected in the spring will likely retain the playstation plus branding don't expect sony to include its big new games day one like games pass does but the expectation is a stronger offering than playstation now so, yeah, I mean, it is interesting because if you think about like something, some games that have come out that we got on day one and that we played a lot, had a good time, and then put it down. Back for mm-hmm. Blood is a good one. You know, uh, Outrider is a good one. Um, yep. These are things that I'm glad I got to play. I had a good time with them, uh, and then we put it down, and um, I'm glad I didn't have to spend full money on them. If I mean, I guess maybe they're third parties. So maybe those are bad examples, but you, you, you get the point. Sunlight Falls, Horizon Five, or whatever. Um, 
like I would have been a lot more tempted to pay full price for that. Like, like instead of saying I can wait six months and play it, all I'd have to pay now, and that would be not a nice feeling to be paying more for a subscription service and also be like, oh, like, do I really want to drop? Like, it just creates unnecessary friction, I think, in in your customer. Do you know what, what in the, in the sense of they they're subscribed to this, and but they're not sure when this game they might want will enter this this um this catalog of games. So it's just like you're you're essentially just paying for a subscription and still tempted to pay for a full price game at the exactly. same time. You get the yeah. worst of both worlds, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're just kind of stuck. Yeah, you're stuck in limbo, aren't you? Always trying to juggle and make make that decision. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, what makes Game Pass so great is the fact that we don't have to make that decision. We just know. We just know the next Gears is there. We just know the Fallout 5's there. We know Elder Scrolls there, Starfield, Halo Infinite. We don't have to think about, do I buy this? Similar to how we felt with something like Battlefield 2042, right? It was that, that sort of feeling is how I would imagine a lot of PlayStation players like you as you described would would feel with this service yeah yeah it's a bit weird and I, so i like i imagine because like the, the amount of time it takes to come to the service is important as well but playstation really seemed to like like the one year figure whether it's like launching on playstation then bringing it to pc or one year time exclusivity they seem to like that quite a lot so it wouldn't surprise me if it's a year until it comes onto these services um mm-hmm. and i imagine what they'll do is they'll price it more competitively than games pass so they can use that as sort of a pr tool um but i mean i think i'm in agreement with you i kind of and so i think i think the one demographic that it is useful for is, is actually maybe for someone like me maybe and i think that is for someone who doesn't own a playstation but is looking to get into the ecosystem as a secondary console yeah if you're going to be paying for PS Plus anyway, because maybe this game you want to play with um, uh, with an online feature. One example I had was like Bloodborne, right? I bought PS Plus. Even though I could play it offline, I wanted the online functionality of it. So maybe yeah. this is actually getting more, more of a niche example than I thought it would be. But if you are going to get it anyway, and you're, it's a secondary console, you know, you get it in a year's time. Oh, wicked. You know, I can play Horizon Forbidden West. No. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Um... The new one, yeah. Yeah, the new one. Um, I can play this for just this subscription. I don't have to drop 70 quid on it. <coughs> you know. that, 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 there's some niceness there. But having said that, now that I've said it out loud, the fact that it is bundled in with PS Plus makes it kind of silly. And I think that's why Xbox has been hesitant to bundle in Xbox Live Gold with Games Pass, or at least have two tiers of Games Pass and Games Pass Ultimate in that some people will want to have Games Pass and download these games for the single-player side of it but don't yeah. really use the online functionality, which yeah, I wouldn't exactly. do if I was a secondary console user. I wouldn't use much of the PS Plus. So mm-hmm. now that I say it out loud, it's actually maybe not as good as I initially. I, you know, I think there is an angle there, but I think it's it's just quite weak. That's yeah. all. There's not much yeah. of an argument for this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lo- looking at this, I do think it's it's obviously good and it's obviously positive. Um, and I, I think there is space for it, but I don't think that I don't think that there's anything there to directly compete with Games Pass, at least the way they're they're sort of selling it and describing it as it is now. Yeah, um, yeah and yeah. I suppose I, I suppose we shouldn't downplay like um, 
like this is going to be useful for like a family or someone who is happy to spend another let's say 15 20 quid a month on the subscription to get access to those older ps4 games that maybe they didn't play i think you'll still have the game pass effect in that because you have that subscription you'll try games that you usually wouldn't you know but you'll just get that for older titles and indie titles which that's one of my favorite parts of the of the game pass offering but oftentimes we get like day one stuff as well like um 12 minutes was one of them um is Outer Wilds one of them, or did that come later? It might have come later. But nonetheless, I think you get that same sort of thing of like, oh, there's no harm in me trying this game. It's reviewed well, and I wouldn't usually buy it, so I'll try it. And so you still get that, and I think that's useful. And like, if you're a family, wow, you know, there's now a catalog of games that the kids can play. Um, so that is still nice, but I think it really loses what makes Game Pass shine. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I agree. Really shine. Um, which, as you say, is that is that day one release for the first party, which for Xbox is such a big catalogue now, you know, with all the Bethesda games. Um, and so much variety, and I don't know if PlayStation quite has the output for that yet. I don't know if they have the output or if they have the variety. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, it's, it, the, the variety does kind of make sense, because if, like, God of War and, uh, like, Forbidden West, which is just both drop on there, right? They're both quite similar style games and lengthy games you'd want to spend a lot of time with. So, like, it's not the sort of thing, like you said, that we play some Halo Infinite, we get, we're, we're kind of done with that. So, we jump on something else to have a bit of a laugh or whatever. Um, or we play an RPG instead, like, we're done with shooters. You know, I feel like a lot of PlayStation, like you said, have very similar style games. Um, so, it'll be quite hard to sort of split your time to play both. Plus, they're, they're games that are single-player narratives, so you want to get sucked into something like God of War, and then that's going to eat up. That's going to take such a long time to complete before you move on to something else. You're not going to want to just play Horizon at the same time, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, that that does come into play. I think. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see how it pans out. But from, from where I'm sitting, this doesn't really sound like a good games pass competitor i guess there is a competition i know they see it internally as competition um i guess there is on some level like i said in in that it has that game pass effect of trying something that you maybe otherwise wouldn't but the fact that it's bundled in with plus the fact that it doesn't have day one launches um, for these big pillars really they're really missing i mean maybe they're just going to test the waters and then maybe add a fourth tier at some point you know like this includes um and that would be i think really healthy for them because that would be something that would get me interested if they decoupled it from ps plus because that's really quite hard to sell me on for someone who would use it as a secondary console. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it's interesting, um, and I think it's even more interesting the fact that it was it's only been like six. No, it's been less. When is September? So, uh, I, yeah. So it's it's only been like four months since <laughs> Jim Ryan went on record saying. A subscription service just doesn't work for our type of games. They're just too expensive. Yeah. And they just won't work. So, you know, I guess that's why they're delaying it so they can... It's, you know, it's, it strikes me as Sony trying to double dip, except they're like fucking laughing at you while they're saying it. You know, it's yeah. like, pay for our subscription service, but also buy our games day one. <laughs> We're doing you a favor, we promise. <laughs> so, you know, it's like... Yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit weird. It's kind of like a... Yeah, it's, it's, it's in a strange place. It's like in limbo between being great and being bad it's yeah. like it's okay right it's not really doing anything that 
exciting, that revolutionary, that, I don't know. It, it just seems like a really watered down version of, of Game Pass, really watered down. And then, like I said, it's, it's more in line with, with the Nintendo service, to be honest. Um, and I, I, you know, I've taken a couple of screenshots of that interview with Jim Ryan from September about it. And, you know, just to read the quote, we are not going to put new releases into a subscription model. So this is actually in line with what he said. These games cost well over a hundred million to develop. We just don't see that as, as sustainable. So I guess when, when they said that new releases, you know, lots of wordplay there. Technically they're not new releases because we'll put them in a year later. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, and you know, they just, it, there's just the overall vibe and comments that suggest that there's not going to be a subscription service. And I think, I think, even though Xbox has been playing catch up in the games department, you know, we're finally there, but I think Xbox has been really far ahead in other areas. And I feel like PlayStation are always playing catch up in these other areas, whether it's, um, I don't know whether it's accessibility or it's like hardware or, or, um, accessories or features like, you know, streaming games pass, whatever it is, you know, I just feel like they're, they're really playing catch up with this and they tend to just kind of, I feel like there's, there's a lot of like copy pasting <laughs> that goes on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, they kind of they kind of usually kind of let Xbox jump into the water and see how how something new pans out and then follow suit. Which is, you know, it's not like that's an uncommon thing, but it's just the pattern is quite clear to me as far as I'm from where I'm sitting. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot of areas they play catch up in. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I think a lot of the the stuff that requires like innovation and uh and stuff like that they do they do tend to take a back seat and see and see how it all works before before they uh they give it a go themselves yeah and, and that's not to say playstation doesn't push boundaries with other things because they absolutely do uh like, but uh, you know adaptive triggers just to name one but um yeah that's generally how i feel the pattern is um uh, uh, sort of uh, despite of the outliers so we did it that's the end of the podcast i'm sorry this was so long we just kind of had a lot to talk about and obviously it is a big xbox day and we uh, we're, we're both on holiday now for a few days so we have more time than usual to, to to yabber on um yeah but hopefully you stuck around hopefully you had a good time we sure as heck did um mm. do we have any closing thoughts today mr mr timbat no i want to play halo campaign i'll play Halo campaign we're, too. what we're like just over two hours off yeah, and then we've got to install it and wait for it to install. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is um, pretty cool. Um, mm. But in the meantime, um, I hope. Well, I mean, just in general, there guys. Go. I, I hope you have a. I hope you have a good time. I hope you have a good time. Uh, we've been waiting a long time for this this campaign to come out. If you're a Halo fan or not, you know this is like I said at the beginning of the episode. This really marks kind of a new chapter for Xbox, I think, and I'm excited to keep talking about it on this podcast i hope you guys are as well lots of love everyone happy haloing we'll catch you in episode 35 next week where we'll talk about um probably our experiences and the game awards as well anything you to get to build that so we'll smell you later bye bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.